Hey there, kids! It's your old pal, Nibbles the Clown. And boy, do we have a great show planned for you all! There's gonna be laughs and scares and jumps and swears. <laughs> and remember, boys and girls, to like, share, and subscribe. Because if you don't, I'll find you. <laughs> and without further ado, I present Super House! <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Superhouse Podcast listeners. New episode, 91. We're making it. We're almost there. 100. It's so close. Woo! Missed it. All right, what are we talking about today? Uh, Johnson and I played a little bit of Battlefront 2 beta. We're going to yeah. talk about it and how much we are just mediocre gamers and we suck. <laughs> and then we're going to have some spooky stories. Johnson's going to have a couple for us. Stefan's got a spooky story. Then we're going to talk about trailers. We got Pacific Rim Uprising. We got Justice League Trailer 4. I don't care. And then we got some news. I don't know what's in the news, but we got news. <laughs> Amazing. All right, boys. What's going on with that Battlefront? Uh, we suck. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you got pwned by 12-year-olds? Uh, Probably. Yeah, if we could talk to them, they'd probably be, I don't know how they fuck their mom. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, they would. I'd be like, that's, that's, you don't even know my mom. Come, calm down. Like, that's not cool. So God, these kids me. are like already know the spawn points and they're fucking picking you off at that. Or like, how good, how I, good I are they? Some, some people are just fucking good. They can just like eagle eye on the fucking screen and see where you are and just fucking lock in and fucking, you must, you must be like some savants that just play video games all day. Dude, they definitely exist, man. And if there's cross-play with this, I don't know if there is, but if somebody's using a mouse and a keyboard... Oh, yeah. No, I don't think there is, but yeah, they would totally no. own. They just shouldn't be allowed. I mean, it'd be cool, but let's not do it. <laughs> let's not do it. Let's, let's all keep the same it. playing field here. Yeah. yeah. You guys ever, like... I mean, I bet, I bet everybody's done this, but, like, you spawn on a deathmatch, and then you, like, die immediately... Oh, sure. Like I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be me in real life if I was drafted and we went to war. I would, like, in Normandy, like, right off the boat, boom, like yeah. I'm dead up to the first fucking step. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I was okay uh, at the last Battlefront. I, I, I wonder, I, I'm going to jump on tonight. I want to see see where my skills lie. But yeah, you guys, it's definitely different. I mean, you, yeah. you can tell immediately. It's cool. uh, not like you, you don't choose your weapon. You have classes. Yeah. That's cool. The and last one did seem a little simple in terms of like whether or not you're feeling you were skilled or the challenge was there. That was kind of a problem for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing they got rid of is all those icons. So now, Thank God. yeah, you have to collect collect stuff, and if you get a a vehicle, you have to earn points by you know doing uh, objectives or killing people, and then you can get like oh. a starfighter or a tank or whatever. But uh, awesome. Yeah, the main level me and Maddie played was uh, Naboo, it's, uh -huh. um, where that MTT is coming in, and yeah. uh, it's gonna, you know, release all the droids and take over the yeah. palace. It looks great. I mean, it looks like you're right there in the movie, man. It's cool. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, uh, it's just so nice looking. Um, yeah. 
and yeah, Johnson, we just suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your main, the main comment, man, we suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like five game, five matches in, I get a little better. Yeah. But then there's like the match that one. I have one good match. I'm like, yeah. And then it's like Darth Maul kills me or like Ray kills me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I went out by Jedi. That's pretty dope. And then the five games following that one, I suck. And then right. one more game, I'll be good at it. But you know, I did. I like I didn't play the first one that much. I, like I feel like when I got my PS4, there's so much to play, and I was constantly playing catch up. Still am. So. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm not a big fan of um, flight stuff, but the space battles were pretty what? cool. I had a lot of fun once you, once we got into it, and I started playing a little more. It was fun. You mean like I, Tie Fighter X Wing shit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that's the shit I would lean into, man. I know we talked about you. <laughs> like Andrew's gonna love this shit. I love fucking dog fighting and shit, man. <laughs> They have that wait. X-wing VR. That one came out for the last Battlefront. I think. Oh shit! I might have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting into that. I never got into Battlefront yeah. 1. I played it at Joey's house once, and it's just like, it's okay, but it's just like the controls were just stiff. Yeah. If Anytime My, a game has, yeah. like a, like has stiff I mean, controls, I just like it just bothers me. That's part of it, I think, though. I think they try and uh, they want you to use more strategy and stuff instead of being like an arcade COD to kind of 360 scope somebody, you know. It's like... <laughs> right. Yeah, they want you to like run around, take cover, like use your special items the right way, and uh, yeah, that that was one thing that's really apparent with the ground battles. You can tell that the heavies are really unbalanced, are way more way overpowered. Like they got, um, I mean, the classes are like the normal trooper. You got the heavy. You got the uh, officer. Officer, yeah, and a sniper. Cool, I like that. Yeah. It's a little more like an Overwatch or like Team Fortress or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. But so like you, that heavy, that heavy, like you got like a you got like a shield around your gun, and you can like fire while you're shielded. You have a grenade, and you have like this like massive Gatling gun thing. Like if you get people in a corridor, I mean, you can fucking own. <laughs> you can pwn there. noobs. Yeah. You can totally pwn noobs, bro. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the few times that, like, I could get that going, that's when I, you know, was doing well on the game. But when if it's just, like, running around in open space shooting, yeah, I get fucked. Okay. So you guys feel like you were the worst at the space flight part or the, uh, like, first-person shooter part or, or everything? I don't know. I thought we were doing okay in the Starfighter, but there was no way to really compare. It doesn't show your stats in comparison to everybody uh, else. Oh, okay, gotcha. The first one, yeah. Uh, I, I, it'll... yeah go, go ahead, ahead. Johnson. Oh, I, I know I'm the worst at that. There's, <laughs> I don't need stats. To this is my strategy. All right, so yeah. like, they're like, hey, you got to take off these like coupling things. All right, I see the coupling thing. I head towards it. Shoot, 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 fire missile, and then suicide bomb into it. That's my strategy every time. Yeah. Suicide we, bomb. You kamikaze that shit? I kamikaze that shit, but uh, it, does, it doesn't help. It doesn't take anything <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Man, that fucking um, that video I posted of me playing Eve Valkyrie, that's the best I ever played. Like <laughs> I recorded the best time I ever played that. Every time, literally every other time, it's been terrible. I've died so many fucking times. I'm just glad I, I recorded the only time I was ever good at it. 
I must have killed like 10 or 12 people in that fucking video. Uh, I will say this. The thing I'm best at, uh, the last strike, strike campaign we played, which is you got to, like, depending on the team, you have to get an artifact or defend it. Yeah, I yeah. literally, I, we were stormtroopers. I ran up in there, grabbed that fucking artifact, and it almost ran it all the way to the fucking thing. I found out I'm really good at running. If you can keep, <laughs> can dude, that's why you're good at fucking uh, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I think you're pretty good at Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, definitely, Maddie. I would say in that scenario, you know, when people are like, I wouldn't do that if I was in a horror movie or whatever. I always think I'm like a big brave guy, but I would fucking follow Maddie through the gates of hell because he'd be like how yeah. about we try this i'd be like oh my god he was right yeah man you can't you're, you're you're pretty good at that one too man yeah. i'd say I, I like that my my skills in video game is i can run yeah. <laughs> can you shoot no yeah. that's why i'm gonna give you the gun i'll run track and field nes <laughs> maddie's only line is do you want to live yeah. <laughs> we're running follow me the thing that sucks though is in real life i have a fucking terrible knee that I had surgery on. So I'd be terrible in like a zombie apocalypse or a real horror movie scenario. It's, it's your mind, it's man. It's about your mind. I know. But if man, I, that, that's where you kneecap your friend. Or like a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, Maddie, what do right. I do? You don't have to be the fastest, Maddie. You just don't have to be the, you have to be not the slowest. That's right. <laughs> you just like take somebody half out, let them die, and then just well, run and laugh. Kneecap your friend, man. I'd say, but Johnson was great, man. Like, if I had the artifact, Johnson would be behind me, like, fucking taking dudes out. And it was working. It's like, yeah. once we died, though, like, because you can't communicate with the other players, which kind of sucks. And, like, it is a beta. So, you know, I think once we got more of us playing it, like, we could be a fucking dream team. But, like, yeah. like once we get, once Matt and I got separated, it was, like, it was over, man. Like, it took us yeah. forever to get the artifact back again. Like, other people would pick it up and then just take off. And it's like, well, ugh. Yeah, well, man, you're, you're forgetting the first round of that match where we totally well, fucking sucked. Johnson, I think we've said we sucked a lot already. So <laughs> bring that up. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the first first time we played, so this is in Madden's castle, the Resistance and First Order, and these Resistance guys were just totally dug in inside that castle. So like the minute you came through that door, it was just like you <laughs> were dead. Johnson, you're fairly decent at first-person shooters, right? I, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I want to see. We need to record this after we record this podcast. That's. Uh, oh, I want to see us all die. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Maddie, Maddie put up a video of the Starfighter battle. No, I recorded everything, even those strikes. Like, oh I shit! Oh, okay. I just let it record for hours. Like I don't even care. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been doing that too. One day I want to cut together a highlight reel of my own shit. <laughs> we should definitely do a highlight reel of mediocre gaming and do that. Oh, oh fuck! I died again. Oh fuck! It's that same ledge. God damn! Oh fuck! Dude, got pwned uh, again. My, that's my life. There were actually there was some guys that made these. Uh, uh, hilarious deaths videos for the first battlefront and they like edit it really well that was actually really funny oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we should definitely do something that'd be fun but i just wanted like closing comments on star wars battlefront 2 beta i mean the beta is a lot of fun and if that says anything about the finished product it's going to be a great fucking game i can't wait to play that campaign i'm ready for a new star wars story uh especially in the video game world because like 
you think of a fucking franchise this big, we would have had several, at least two more Star Wars games by now. You know, since we knew The Force Awakens was coming, coming and, you know, we are getting a new trilogy, we're getting new movies. Like, I need the RPG now, man. I just want to live in a world. I want to upgrade. Uh-huh. I want to be the baddest, je- baddest fucking gray Jedi I can be. Where's that Hell game yeah. at? Where's that game at? <laughs> I think there is rumors yeah. of a thing coming, so. Yeah. And this beta already has near about as much content as the first fucking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it was pretty thin, right? I remember that. That's yeah, cool. I mean, that's really but that's just the beta, though. So, yeah. And it just there's I, a bunch of stuff you can look at, but you can't select it. Like you can watch like previews, yeah. I think, on some of those items. But <clears throat> cool, bro. Yeah. I haven't played it yet myself. I will after this, but uh, that's why I haven't been commenting that much at all. But um, is that basically it, Johnson? You got any closing comments on this shit? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think it's it's good. I think they're gonna hopefully they're gonna learn a lot from it because there's definitely some stuff that's unbalanced. Um, the Starfighter, they got some weird options. I'm not crazy about like uh, to fire the rocket. You have to toggle it on and then push the same button again to fire it once you lock on. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's kind of like what? What are you doing? Deal breaker. <laughs> I, that would only be good if that worked with the flight stick that had like the latch right, that you right, opened yeah, up and then right. pressed the button that would be the shit I know right yeah, yeah. no but yeah. overall it's a really promising start I think it'll be good yeah cool. I, I'm very excited just for the yeah. campaign alone I, I, it's got my money man it took it I played this beta with Matt and they got my money $60 for me <laughs> Not I was fair. like, I was like, oh, where are these guys? And then Johnson responded, "Oh, uh, Maddie and I have been playing Battlefront 2. And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> makes sense." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, Johnson, should we just keep playing? So randomly, <laughs> God damn yeah. it, every we night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right, now we're going into spooky story time. Johnson, man, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, my spooky story. Yeah. My life. The end. My life. Wow. All right. Let's hear. Some lights on. Let's hear the second one. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I'm uh, no. Uh, I read this one somewhere. It's a short one. I don't know. People seem to respond to it. Uh, so it's not mine. Um. Uh, I'll try to remember it all correctly. Uh. So like. There's this, basically like, there's this family reunion, there's this little girl, she's on the top of this staircase, and um, there's some of those old rafter beams, like the big wooden ones. So like her, I don't know, like sister or whatever comes around, she's like, you know, hey, you know, time for dinner or whatever. Uh, the girl's at the top of the stairs, and she's making like all these funny faces, and uh, the girl's like, ah, it's weird, but whatever. Uh, so she's like, you know, come on, come on, we gotta go. And the little girl says, um, uh, the lady, there's a lady. She's like, what? There's no lady. She's like, yeah, the lady, she's making funny faces. And then, you know, she's like, hurrying the girl, telling her to come on again. And the girl says, then she says, uh, yeah, the girl, the woman, she's hanging from her braids. And then the girl looks at her at the little girl making the spooky faces, funny faces, and she notices it looks like 
she's making the faces of somebody who's like struggling to breathe <laughs> and like Whoa. struggling to grasp for air. She looks over to the rafters. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> what? So there's it's like a woman funny. hanging. It oh. was like a sixth sense kind of situation where she's, guess, yeah. or seeing an apparition of the hanging woman. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Mm, okay. It's okay, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> what else I you got? It, I thought it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, it was just shorter than I was expecting. That's all. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you want like a whole fucking thing? I need you to regale me with an hour long. <laughs> Epic Johnson. I want you to regale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, I can tell you, like the closest thing to like a ghostly thing that happened to me. I mean, I know it's nothing oh, like, yeah. uh, like, yeah. like Stefan and Manny, but um, when I was in uh, Argentina, I was with these two friends, and you know, we were out drinking. And they were like, "Let's go back to the one guy's house." So we go back to his family's house. So um, we go out on the, the little courtyard patio thing, whatever, and we're all sitting around. So yeah, we're out in the little patio area, whatever, and um, then all of a sudden the upstairs the light, it just comes on and turns off, and it comes on again, and then it turns off, and I, we were, me and the other guy were like, nobody's home, right? And the guy was like, yeah, no, everybody's gone. And then, then he was telling us that like, all this spooky shit happens in his house. He said there's like a morgue down the street or there used to be or something. Uh, he said like sometimes his dog will just like fixate on this one corner of the, the uh, patio and just like start barking and shit. So. Damn, that's just haunted, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, was... nobody was home. You know, I went back in the house, like, nobody was there. It was just, like, this light, like, yeah, he was saying that happens sometimes. Like, lights will come on or shit will be moved. And... This is in Latvia, Johnson? Yes. No, no, this was in Argentina. Oh, yeah. Man, I keep forgetting you lived, like, everywhere, man. Uh, well, I was just there. I wouldn't say I was living I was just passing through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was doing research for my first book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember you said Latin American butts are a thing. Oh, great. <laughs> Makes me borderline religious. <laughs> <laughs> I done sink to heaven. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, there was some, some flashing lights. That was well, okay. So you think there, <laughs> do you think there was a ghost there or what? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just like, there definitely was nobody else in that house. It definitely, like, I saw it come on, go off, come on, and go off again. And it couldn't have just been, like, the power just fucking up. I, I don't know. Well, the, the patio lights were all fine. They, I don't know. I don't know. could have been a different breaker. It could have been anything. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. My, or my... it could have been that shit's fucking haunted, Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I like breaking these stories down, man. I'm a skeptic. No, g -g 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 ghost. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic too, man. But you know, there's too many people that got weird ass stories. Too many people that I know they're not, you know, yeah, crazy, crazy religious loons. 
Maddie, in a long episode, long uh, an episode, long time ago, you said you were an atheist, but it seemed like you still believe in ghosts. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some kind of supernatural. Like, I've seen too much ghost shit. I just don't believe that there's like a, a, a an all powerful god or devil. Uh-huh. You know, that rules over and goes, this is where you're going to go if you're good, and this is where you're going to go if you're bad. Right. I don't believe in that. I do believe that there is something like, I mean, I don't know, like, if it's just energy left behind by someone. Right. Or if it's, you know, like, I don't think, like, you know, you know, if, like, I lived in the house that my grandfather lived in, and then my grand, like, stuff started happening, I'd be like, that's probably not my grandpa, but it might be, like, just residual, like, like, energy effects of something you know like i believe in that kind of stuff like that's that. interesting so, and I, 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 experience shit together yeah nice. i mean i mean i i think i've seen an apparition before i just i it's hard for me to believe in them but like i remember seeing it steph and i lived in a place in chicago that was pretty yeah. the most haunted place i've ever lived in like the most fuck like fucking haunted shit i've ever seen um, but it wasn't like malicious or anything. So it's kind of hard for me to believe some of those stories. Yeah. I, I believe that people have gone through some traumatic experiences, but until I do, it's going to be, it's like hard to believe any of that until you go through it. It's hard to believe, you know? So, um, yeah. so I don't know if I believe that, if those are just fabricated stories to like, you know, get attention or whatever, but I believe people do like, sometimes they're like, there might be some malicious there might be some malicious shit out there, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't believe in like demons and like coming up from hell. I mean, I love it in horror movies because it's like right. that religious like part of me growing up like like likes it because I'm just like this is funny, but it also scares me because it it's this deeper inner child kind of part of me that freaks me yeah. out. Um, yeah. And I think Andrew, I think maybe that might apply to you a little bit. Like the more religious you are, I think you kind of just hold on to that religion. No, like yeah, I mean, every even when I say goddamn to this day, there's like a part of me that's like, should I be saying this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that shit's just so deep after a certain point, right? Did I just Scratch hear a lightning strike? Scratch his chin. What if? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've seen Stefan, the experiences we had in that apartment. Um, I think a lot of it is just, it's hard not to believe right that maybe yeah. there is some something maybe not an afterlife but something's going on and you know the thing is once you do believe it too once you acknowledge that you believe it you never stop feeling it you always kind of feel things a little bit more sensitive when you walk into places that kind of give you that startling feeling you're just like oh fuck um I'm... i got some scary stories all day <laughs> yeah Sure. I'm super skeptical, but I'm at the same time still open yeah. to that stuff. Yeah. But I, I just haven't had any that I haven't had that experience myself I think, yet. I think movies kind of convince us that, you know, if we really do believe in something, we're gonna see a dead on apparition when you're turning the corner with your milk and cookies midnight snack. Uh-huh. But I think I, I think, you know, it's really psychological, but I also think the apparitions and ghosts and things kind of exist on the periphery um the, some of the experiences maddie and i had you know because I, I didn't turn and be like the zoinks you know like <laughs> but it was like you, you see you know it's just things in your peripheral vision that register a certain way you know and that has a feeling associated with it and you know not always but but you know some of the things that i saw in that apartment were just like just like just next to me and then kind of behind me and then you turn that's why you always see people in movies like turn 
back to their side, you know, because it's that thing just passed. Um, I've, spookiest... seen, I've, had a lot of, I've, I've had a lot of those kind of experiences. The spookiest, it's not even spooky, and that's not the right word to use, but like the closest I've gotten to like Oof. feeling whatever you call it, like, and I, I just say, I wouldn't even say spooky, just like information from beyond or something. I was in Sunday school one time before church when I was like maybe 12 or so, and I was like dozing off asleep, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and I answered a question with without and, and the answer was reincarnation <clears throat> and i didn't even hear the question and i answered correctly on top of that i didn't even know what reincarnation meant after i answered it i asked the teacher what does that mean <laughs> that's so crazy to me maybe in my fucking prepubescent brain it was there and i just fucking didn't know it Maybe I'm even remembering the story wrong. That's a possibility. But I've always... That's like the thats like the weirdest thing, I think. And that's kind of sad, actually. But it's like the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me as far as that stuff's concerned. Huh. I, I think the thing, too, is is when you start telling, like, scary stories. Like, if you're not around the right... Like, I think Stefan and I, like, when we were living in Chicago, it was like we'd have things happen and we wouldn't talk to each other about it. Like, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know, it's like you're like, ah, this is kind of weird. And, like, until there's that like, moment where you're like, oh shit, that happens to you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, oh like, shit, everybody in the room is on board with this shit. All right. <laughs> there, we, I mean, <laughs> and the thing about Chicago too was we were drinking and smoking a shit ton. So a lot of the time you're That's like, true. was I just so high that, that yeah. shit happened, or was I so drunk? Yeah. But no, like there's there shit that happened when I was fucking sober, man. Like weird man weird shit but yeah it's I, I don't know man if it had like if it hadn't happened to me i don't think i would be i would believe in it the the i've always like, loved I the like to, I, go ahead oh i i like the idea of it but until it happened to like like with like what happened in chicago and then i had a sleep paralysis yeah that shit's for and real. i didn't i didn't really know that much about sleep paralysis i didn't really you know it was not on my radar. I didn't even know people had it. And then it right. happened. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like I'd read a little bit about it, like, because the, the, the documentary, The Nightmare, was coming out. I was like, oh, Dude. that sounds fun. I'll watch that. Because I'm like, this is bullshit. You know, it's going to be like a mockumentary kind of shit, whatever. And then it happened. I was like, holy fuck. Dude, I couldn't finish it. I turned the shit off. And I've never done that with any horror movie. <laughs> not anyone. Because you're scared or because you're bored? No, I, because I was scared out of my fucking mind. I was it's alone. Terrifying. It was dark. <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. I, that you movie fucked me up. It fucked me up, man. Yeah. It it was like the scariest movie of that year for me. Like one of the top. It's a I was documentary. Afraid it was gonna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was genuinely afraid it was gonna happen again. Right. Like right. I like, and after you watch it, it's like that's in your mind. Like your subconscious. Like, you know, is that like, is yeah. it just in there so your mind will like immediately make it happen? I was. I was watching yeah. it with a friend, and she was like, "Wait, does this mean I'm gonna have one now? Because I'm thinking about it." <laughs> it does. I feel, it I feel like real that. bad. Yeah, I was like, I feel real bad if this fucking happens. I feel like once you start thinking about it, you open up a doorway. Because I it never happened to me until I was thinking about it and talking to people about it. And then the first time was in L.A. when we were in L.A. and I had that freaky uh, sleep paralysis scenario. It was like the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. And it's happened about three times since. Was that for for the ghost show? 
Yeah, remember when we were all recording at Joey's house and yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We were talking about scary movies and scary things and shit like that. And I think you had left by now, and we were watching. We watched a couple scary movies. Oh yeah. Maddie and I went. Uh, Maddie and I were sleeping in the living room, and I was sleeping on the floor. I think something to do with like how you're half awake, half asleep. It was kind of cold. It was kind of uncomfortable. So I was like only a little bit asleep, but I was thinking about all those things, and it was just so real. I think I, I would. I'd be, be, I'd be asleep, and then I'd go through the sleep paralysis, yeah. and then I'd pass out from that. <laughs> I feel like it'd be so scary. Yeah. I'd pass out. I, I got it. <laughs> what were you saying, Maddie? I think I remember you saying something, and me also yeah. trying to like well, wake myself up, but I couldn't. But I, yeah. it wasn't sleep yeah. paralysis. It was just like I felt like I was lazy. But now that I'm thinking about it, I was <laughs> no, like, maybe I was. Maybe I was <laughs> just just the the that you acknowledged me. Find that, well here. I'll break it down for you real quick um i was so i was laying on the floor i was laying on a little bed of pillows that i made you know and i just like kind of like kim was like do you need anything i'm like nah i'm good and you know it's la so the air conditioning is on all night so i was like oh fuck i'm freezing and so i was looking for a blanket and stuff so i was up already from sleeping went back to sleep and then um i just remember kind of waking up a little bit and my hands were on my chest sometimes i sleep like a vampire where my hands are crossed across my chest <laughs> And uh, and I was just like laying like that. And I just remember hearing somebody come through the door and I thought it was morning. I thought Joey was coming home for some reason. But then but then it was just a guy standing there and he was like really pale, skinned, naked, without genitals. You know, like, kind of like the gray alien kind of look, but but like more of like a demonic kind of thing. God, that would drive. Yeah, me, I would and it, was, it was just standing there looking at me. And I was like and I was like, oh, fuck, I know what this is this sucks i immediately knew it was like a sleep paralysis situation i couldn't move my arms and so i kept trying to talk and i was like ooh, ooh, you know <laughs> and then and then i just remember the thing grabbing me by my shoulders like under my shoulders and dragging me around the room like for fun like laughing ha ha ha, ha like pulling me around the room and i was really? like really yeah and i was like stop 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 please stop like i don't know this is but i could i was just like ooh, ooh, like that and it finally like it must have been playing around with me for a while in the whatever the hallucination was you know but i, I remember it set me back in the same place i must have kind of woken up at some point and then went back to sleep into it i don't know but put me back in the same place and all i remember was this little gremlin goblin fucking thing above me on the um couch because i was on the floor and he was like poking my eyes through my eyelids they were closed and he was like laughing <laughs> like that and i was like and i was so i was like oh maddie oh maddie and then he like kind of like and then he got up after a couple seconds and he's like whoa 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 and i was like i was like i think i just had sleep paralysis i couldn't move my arms and i kept trying to say something but i couldn't say anything he was like oh are you okay and i was like yeah he's like all right and he went back to sleep and then I went back to sleep and then it was like fine after that. But that whole experience, like then the whole next day, I was like, what the fuck? But I got to tell you, as scary as it was when I saw that thing, like just the idea that I was in some kind of like unknown space or like this realm of like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. It scared me so realistically. I was excited. I was like, there's fucking more going on here. I was like, I was like, this is scary. But I was kind of like, let's just talk. Quit dragging me around the room. Like, let's figure this out. <laughs> When you first saw him and he was like a demon looking guy, were you like, that's so metal? <laughs> I know. No, no. I was like, <laughs> it was, it was scary, but I, I didn't, you know, I couldn't acknowledge it at the time, but I do remember feeling like really excited. I probably shouldn't say this so much now because they're going to come back and fucking hang out with me tonight. But, <laughs> but I was, I was just like, like whatever the chemistry is going on in my brain, like something 
totally outside of myself is is occurring right now. Or you maybe think? it was just a nightmare. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was. You it's smoked just a lot of weed, weed probably. You know? Uh, we smoked quite a bit of weed then, but that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's usually neither here nor there. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's an easy way to discredit someone's like, like something they've gone okay. through. But I think that's not all, that's not the whole story. I know what I saw. No, 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 no. And I it's mean, happened a few more times since then. Yeah, I mean, how many no. times have you been like? How many times have I been drunk and gone to bed and not had any sleep paralysis before? Like when I had mine, I might have had a couple of beers, but it wasn't anything like. I think I think I had like slowed my breathing because I was kind of like had my head arched up. Yeah. And I think that might have been a factor in it. So I don't know if it was like, but it was fucking scary as fuck, man. How do you guys feel about um, this? Is like the the Bill Hicks hypothesis, maybe I don't know, but it's like uh, reality itself is a is vibrating at a certain frequency, like a radio dial, right? I think everybody's probably heard of this explanation. And then <clears throat> just like a, and, and on the radio, you can hear other stations sometimes, like the, the, the signals get crossed yeah. with another reality. So that might be right. like even the other, the other station is faint, just like the ghost or the apparition itself is faint because that, that dimension's not fully dialed into this one, but they're still crossing over to a certain degree. I've or always thought, like, if that if there was ever a way to explain ghosts, that's it. Oh, mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You know? A, that's an interesting a lot of, theory. A lot of questions in that regard. I mean, I feel like real quantum, quantum physicists and shit will be like, well, yes and no. I feel like, you know, that's a very simplistic yeah. way to look at it. Like, maybe when we say vibrate, we don't mean, like, you know, I feel like there'd be a lot of caveats. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. It's I feel at like least a good a, way to start looking at it, maybe. Vincent Price said this one time in a, like an old witchcraft thing. He was talking about ghosts and the supernatural. And he's talking about how the physical sciences aren't, you know, it's not anything physical we're really dealing with. It's more mystical, psychological, preternatural, I guess is what they would say, or what he said. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It's like, yeah, we have all these physical sciences to define the physical world around this. But I think if you're talking about this like kind of frequency jump or dimensional jump, there's a possibility that these other dimensional or these other dimensions aren't necessarily of a physical kind of reality, the way we perceive our reality. You know what? And that's I can I can relate that to the I think it's Henry Zabrowski on last podcast on the left. Mm -hmm. He's he's kind of like their alien expert on the show. And he's yeah. always saying that they um in his hypothesis, the aliens—I don't know if there's many of them or whatever—but like it's usually like they can play with human psychology or something. It's psychological, and they do exist, but they're so above us that they can. Uh, what do you call it? Um, and it's in a sense exists outside of our plane, right? Just because they can fuck with our psychology so easily since they're advanced. Right. I don't even know how that connects with the ghost topic, but I thought maybe there was some connection. Sure. I th you think it's like a deeply psychological Freud yeah. when you talk about when they would talk about ghosts and stuff. Because Carl Jung would talk about ghosts too, but in a like totally different way. But Freud would talk about how it's deeply rooted in our psychology. You know, like the things that bring us guilt, or when we walk into a place and you just get that sense that something is there. It is essentially haunted, whether or not you see apparitions or anything it could very well just be haunted by the essence of the people that left it 
behind, you know, or these like if there's domestic dispute prior to you living in an apartment, you know, in this one place and right. it just has that funk to it, you know, you can clear that out. Eventually it'll take on your space, but um, it's, it's like even if the even that, if ghosts that, don't yeah. exist, you can still get spooky yeah. feelings. That's, you know? that's I think the most realistic, and where you know, because like films and books and stuff, they're metaphors and they're visual types of mediums. So where they're trying to express like ghosts out realistically, so you're trying to show them basically. But in our real lives, I think we encounter these kind of things a lot, and it it has to do with like the our sensitivity, our emotional sensitivity, and and our psychology like the patterns that we're used to because things outside of your psychological patterns might come into conflict you know that isn't outright with nobody else around to say this or that about it yeah well, that's um, the thing you gotta yeah. keep in mind it's also your associations with things it'll yeah yeah trigger memories and kind of overlay it on what you're experiencing at the moment and then your memory of it will be those two mashed together Right. Yeah. Like Pavlovian in a sense. Yeah. Uh, you guys are getting too deep. <laughs> I just like my ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just accept that the universe is way stranger than we can than we know currently yeah. or probably truth, will truth know. Is, what is a time. fact is stranger than fiction? <laughs> yes. Totes my loads. <laughs> also, your brain is the most complicated thing in the known Powerful. universe. Powerful. So. I mean, for us to think we can understand it, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. Right. And also, oh, the eyes know. don't see, the brain sees. So there's that. Flavin. Flavin, Flavin. Stefan, did you have a story? Professor Frank, um, I, I pulled something off of Reddit, but I think it might be a little too long. And so I'll just like lead us out of this section with a, another personal kind of ghost story. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's short. Um, so Chicago, I think, has like a lot of like whether it's like physical apparitions or whatever. Chicago is a very like haunted place. It's an old place. It's very historical. And like what Johnson was saying, your associations with things, blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, so I used to take this bike route on uh, to work uh, every day up Damon, I believe it was, um, when I would go to work. Um, and uh, on Damon, there is a uh, Damon and Winchester, I believe, is the cross section. There's a park right there with like a like an iron cool looking iron fence like you would see in some old horror movie um but then also on the corner there's like a light pole with um a ghost bike tied to it you guys familiar with ghost bikes mm -hmm. explain that for the audience though for the audience a ghost bike is like in you know like a lot of large metropolitan areas and stuff like that if you have a high uh, population of like young bicycle enthusiasts and stuff sometimes accidents happen and these folks uh perish um, in untimely accidents. Uh, <laughs> but um, so they'll make, so the friends or family or whoever of the person that's died on their bike in a bike accident, kind of like what they do with cars and put roses and stuff and next to the highway. Um, but they'll paint the bike completely white and lock it up to, on the place that they died and people will leave pictures and, wrote, and flowers and this and that, um, sentimental kind of things. Um, so there's this ghost bike uh, linked up to this telephone pole and then there's a picture of this small little pixie blonde girl short hair kind of like you know it was like a nice picture of her of like like you know her dolled up kind of going out or something um or just her every day she wore like it was very distinct kind of face um and so there's the picture there and then so i'd pass by this thing all the time and i always kind of glance at it because i'm just like oh that's sad fuck you know and i ride my bike too and i hardly i never wore a helmet 
Um, so anything could happen. Um, but I remember <laughs> one time I was I was riding the bike up, um, going to work just as a, just as every other day, and then I look to the corner or whatever. And as I look, or as I'm looking up towards the corner before I pass it, I see three people. I see two people standing in front of the ghost bike, looking down on it. Um, you know, they could have just been two passersby checking it out, or they could have been some old friends. I don't know. Nobody really knows. Um, and then I see a girl smoking a cigarette with like a black fur coat with her foot put up on the on the um, the iron fence behind her. She's like smoking. Uh, so I see these three people. And then as I pass, I something weird about all that. And then I turn back, I glance back, and I only see the two people that were standing in front of the bike. The girl sitting, standing on the fence, she was like blonde pixie girl smoking a cigarette, like all badass or whatever. So yeah, when I passed it by, um, I only saw the two people standing there, uh, not the three that I had initially saw. So you think you saw the ghost of this blonde girl, pixie girl? Yeah, in, in, in some way or another, you know, whether or not it was my imagination because I passed it so many times and I was just like, you know, that could be like the power of the mind in of itself. We could create these hallucinations for ourselves, but there was somebody there and then there was somebody not there. <laughs> you know, that's what I saw. Um, yeah. But, you know, it could be all manner the of power of the person. mind. Yeah. And I and I do think I have like kind of like a really overactive imagination. I could say that, uh, <laughs> but I think but I think it's good. I think, it you know, it's it, but I, at the same time, you know, it's like, you know, that may be the catalyst to like seeing some things because I feel like I've seen quite a bit of things. And my mom is like deeply kind of like mystical, hippie, spiritual kind of person. And she has a ton of stories. I have a ton of stories from her. Um. But, but I think, you know, a lot of it's the power of belief too. Like, uh, I think there's a part of me and part of all of us that's like, we want to believe it up until that point where it's like, this could actually fucking happen. And then it's like terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that. All right. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember when Steph, Stephen came home and said, told me that story. You were spooked out, bro. Um, I mean, I mean, I wasn't spooked. I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he did. I'm sure I didn't doubt his, his when he said it. I wasn't like, you're foolish. That would never happen. <laughs> when he told me, I was like, yeah, man, there's a lot of weird shit. There's a lot of weird shit that happened. I mean, because I think that was like after around the time we had our like whole apartment thing going on. And that's when like we all like or he had that happen before and then we started talking about stories because because it's not just like Stefan and I and then like people to come over and they'd be like you guys are full of it I've never had anything happen here it's like I was dating someone at the time that had something happen and then we had friends over and something happened to that person so it wasn't like just Stefan and I being like oh we're just gonna make up spooky ghost stories it's like no, I think there. I think there was something in that. I think there were something they, or several things in that apartment complex. Yeah. They wouldn't be as rich if we like just up and made them up, and then yeah, we would I mean, just be fucking liars. Well, li listen, <laughs> li I, listen. I would be fine with just going. Ghosts aren't real. It's fine. Go about your yeah. life. These people make yeah. this shit up. Like I didn't ask for this. I mean, it would have been cool, but you know, <laughs> and, I, and I, I still like. I I really want to go to like haunted places just to see if I can kind of like relive like what kind of happened then yeah. you know um like i, I always want to go to places that have like you know in those like ghost shows and shit they're like this is extremely haunted it's like i want to go there and like try to get some like weird shit to happen you know they're like what do you mean you want to stay in this like there's like a sanatorium in louisville that i always wanted to go to and you can spend the night there 
Hell yeah. And we're like, and it was like a um, tuberculosis uh, ward for like, like is that Waverly Place? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my dear lord, there's a great documentary called Spooked about Waverly Place. If you can find it on YouTube or anywhere, the filmmakers made a great documentary, then they made a future film. Don't watch that one. It's terrible, yeah, it's like terrible. a fictional film based on whatever they learned there. But the documentary, Spooked, check that shit out, Waverly Place. Go ahead, man. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I just, I like, I want to, like, I want to go to like the most haunted places and stay the night. And people are like, no, and I'm like, I want to though. Yeah, but I want to, I want to go, it. I want to, I want to go with good Super people nice. though. Like, I, I like, I want like Stefan. I want a Matt Johnson. I want a fucking Andrew Bush there. <laughs> I want this skeptic. I want to scare the shit out of Andrew. It's there. just me. It's just me, like shaking my hands. Nope, not real. Can we yeah, call like it my head. supernatural house? <laughs> sure, man. Whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. you want. <laughs> Good. But yeah, I, I love this shit, man. I, I'm glad that it's the season for the spooky stories, and yes. I'm glad we're discussing them. True, bro. Full we horror do big mode for next week. Bigfoot. <laughs> you got the long. Yeah, you can do the long one for break, next week. We break down the top of the the fringe topics here on Superhouse. Oh, I'm down. Let's do it. Next week's gonna be the Black Knight satellite. That's the long one. Look it up. Oh uh, no, no, the long one was like a mom. It was like a Ouija board ghost story. I could read it if you still want. Um, uh, Black like we Knight going satellite on thing. That's just like some fucking shit off of a <laughs> rocket that's hanging around. <laughs> it's literally space shit. It's the biggest bunch of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I've never even heard of this. So it's just some black thing. It could have been like yeah. a <laughs> okay retarded. Some, yeah, no, it's the most retarded. Jeez, thing. can I pull my dick up out the dirt now? <laughs> well, <No. laughs> just kidding. Uh, do do we do we want to hear Stefan's long story or no? I mean, this is somebody else's. It's basically what we just did. Do you guys want to do it? Sure, why not? I could I could do it. I could do All right. it. All right, cool. Let, let's read um this story I got off of Reddit. It's one of, it's a more recent story. It's the only one I felt like was kind of like pretty compelling out of the few that I read the uh, last couple of days. Um this comes from a user called Jerome 3000 and it's called My Mom's Mistake. <laughs> well, <Damn>. Jerome, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's an it's an uh, That was scary. Unfortunate was unfortunate title for a thing, but anyway, so I'm just going to read it as the post was written. <clears throat> well, as the title says, mom made a mistake when she was 16 years old. From here on, I'm going to tell the story the way she told me. <clears throat> it was the summer of 1982. I was 16, uh, spending most of my time at my friend Cindy's house, staying up late, talking about school, boys we liked, etc. Um, uh, then we heard a knock. At the, uh, uh, then we heard a knock on her window. Peering out, we saw Sarah, another friend at the window. Uh, sorry, they wrote this kind of weird. Peering out, we saw Sarah, another friend. Um, it was a beautiful night, but neither of us knew she was coming over. Cindy opened her window and quietly scolded her for scaring us half to death. Sarah laughed as she crawled in. Um, uh, sorry, they wrote it weird. Cindy opened her window and quietly scolded her for scaring us half to death. Sarah crawled in. Uh, this was the first time I saw the Ouija board. Now, looking back, I wish I had left, but I didn't. Um, Sarah showed us the board and asked if we wanted to play. I didn't want to, but after an hour of begging, them begging her, I guess, I finally agreed. Um, <clears throat> you need to understand that we were three petite young women. Sarah was a blonde, but Cindy and I were brunettes. Uh, this will come in later on. I probably shouldn't have read that. Uh, we set up, 
the board and started asking the general questions. Is somebody here with us? Uh, the spelling piece moved to yes. Sarah asked if it was a good spirit. It spelled out maybe. So I asked, what do you, what do you want? It started spelling away while Cindy wrote down the letters. When it stopped, we looked at what it had spelled and I was scared. It said, I want to drag the two brunettes down to hell and make you queens. We moved the speller to goodbye. We were scared shitless, but Cindy thought Sarah had been moving it. So when I got up and went to the bathroom and Sarah went to get something from the liquor cabinet, Cindy, uh, stupid, <laughs> put the speller back on the board and said, if you're real, where are you in the house? It spelled out in the bathroom watching Diana. Cindy yelled, Diana, the spirit says it's watching you. <clears throat> you need to get out here now. Right before she yelled to me, I was taking a pee when a roach crawled out of the sink drain and was just staring at me. <laughs> Hunted roach. Um, I flew out the bathroom. Cindy had already moved it with some effort to goodbye. Uh, we put everything back in the box and tried to forget it. Four months later, Sarah and her cousin got the board out and tried to play with it. All it kept all it kept spelling out it was where's Diana and I want Diana. They tried ending it, but the speller refused to go to goodbye. After struggling with it for a while, Sarah told her cousin to light the burn barrel, which had paper trash in it. Once lit, they threw the board and in the fire and heard a demonic scream come from the barrel. Um, I was at home at the time. All the mirrors in my house lifted off the walls and fell, scattering to the ground. So I'm telling you kids to stay away from Ouija boards. <laughs> so that's the story to uh, Jerome 3000's mother told him. This guy can prove that... Sorry, skeptic already got, coming out. This guy can prove that the fucking windows came off. <laughs> or the mirrors. The mother or the mirror, yeah. Well, from the mother's perspective, I don't know. She probably added that part for sure. And that's that's why I picked this one too. Because we can, you know, initially I was thinking we could like pick it apart or... or, or you know whether or not it's convincing or not or whatever um a couple of i think it's well written at parts you know where it's when they mentions the name and i want diana this i got chills a couple of times i won't lie that was the second time i read it yeah it was pretty it was, it was pretty good <laughs> i'm i'm always so skeptical of these things sure, sure. And, then, and then by the end of it and that's why we don't use ouija boards i'm like all right she's a writer <laughs> she writes op-eds for fucking cooking magazines Reader's Digest. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween yeah. issue. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's good. You got me. You almost got me. Yeah. No, I like that one. The, all the other ones were like, one time I almost got kidnapped. And there's actually, some... there's a few creepy ones, but they weren't like supernatural. I was going to go in for supernatural. There's some scientific word for the what happens with Ouija boards uh, as far as like how that, you know, how that works with everybody having their hands on it. Uh, is can't... it Phantasmagorium? No, I don't know about that. I think it's something, <laughs> something else. But uh, yeah, what if if everybody? I wonder. I'd like to know, like, if if there's like, if everybody's hands on the on that's on the Ouija board is a bad speller. Does the <laughs> does the ghost also spell badly? You know, that's they're that like, would, gee whiz, I never spelled like this before. Yeah, that would be amazing. Whoa, I don't even know that word. Have a spelling bee with a ghost. Dude, this is a great Cornic sketch. Cornic somebody <laughs> somebody do this sketch, please. Stefan, get on it. Two Ouija boards playing Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Man, that's genius. 
I know. I know. I feel like I've never seen that before. <laughs> I thought that story was about a haunted cockroach, and I got really scared. I know. The cockroach <laughs> kind of kills it for me, because then I'm just like, well, motherfucker. I'm like, maybe it's a psychic cockroach. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that girl, and I only have so long to live. <laughs> also, that one about, like, the, the first sentence that they told was so long. That would take forever on a Ouija board to spell out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, that's spooky time with Uncle Nibbles. <laughs> oh, nice! Join me for closet time. <laughs> no. Well, Stefan, no my new favorite character, and I'm sticking with it. I love the knife pullout sound you have on that Nibbles <laughs> thing. By the way, yeah, that was it's I'm so good. With blades, they're gonna play this at my court hearing one day. But I'm obsessed yeah. with knives. <laughs> He said this on episode 91. <laughs> I'm in, in my clown costume in court still. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Overactive imagination. You have like literally blood and DNA on your hands. And you're still pleading <laughs> innocent just to have fun with the courts. Is it true that you said welcome to Uncle Nibble's closet time to these underage girls? <laughs> Oh, man, that's so good. At the time, I knew I was being set up. <laughs> Playing along. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, you guys want to do these trailers now? Guys, is it trailer time? Let's do oh, yeah. it. Okay, let's do Pacific Rim first, then Justice League. How do you feel about that? I, that sounds sure. good to me. Sure. All right, three, two, one, start. Love oh, me some legendary. I already like this alarm sound. Yeah, it's good. Anytime in Star Trek when they're when they're like when they're like shields up, red alert, I love that shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this song sucks ding dong for sure. Yeah, this song is fucking terrible. I saw this in the theater before Blade Runner and I was oh. like, God, this song he sounds looks great. Like, yeah, I don't like that cross, stash. bro. I don't like that. You don't stash. like his stash? I think no. Stacker's stash, bros. It's his I father's stash. Fresh as fuck in this one. I like the, the expanding of this mythology, bro. This yeah, is great. Totally. Look at that. I love it. He's Idris Alba's kid, yo. All these monsters. Japanese people. This is great. Diversity out the yin yang in this bitch. That's my boy, John Boy Yeggs. Dude, this looks good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, he's giving speeches like his dad, too, bro. Yep. I think this is more fun than the original. <laughs> it, it looks good. It does. It does. I'd say that. Love me some Del Toro, but fuck. Damn. I like that Charlie Day and Dude, Dude this monster's yeah. cool. Yeah. They're going for it, man. Is this Tupac? It's like a, it's like a Junkie XL remix kind of deal. Dude, this looks so fun. It's unbelievable. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Could you imagine if Power Rangers fight scene was anything close to this? God, it, it, it kills me. Movie. Yeah. They're slipping. These characters are great. Monsters fucking everywhere. So many monsters. Look at that motherfucker. Boom, son. Dude. Cool mechs. There's like everywhere. It's like way bigger, dude. Oh, shit. 
I feel like the American mech fascination is finally coming to fruition in live-action film. After all the bullshit. Um, a fucking mace thing? This is... dude, this is great. Yeah, they should have had a heavy metal song though, for real. Yeah, right? Dude. Ah. Oh. Alright, alright. Stefan, thoughts? Ah. I just think it looks really great. That song does suck. Um, <laughs> like, I, like I was saying throughout the whole thing, you got monsters from beginning to end of that trailer. Hopefully they didn't blow their load. But, you know, I'm excited to see Charlie Day. Hopefully he has some good lines. Hopefully he has like a, a, a nice beefy role. You know, Ron Perlman's not in it anymore. Um, Charlie Hunnam, thank the fucking Lord. Charlie Hunnam is not in this movie. I can't, watch, <laughs> I, I can't watch that guy, man. No offense to him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Not for me. I still want to see Lost City of Z, but not for me. That guy sucks. John Boyega <laughs> as the main character, being Idris Elba's character's son, giving the speech and everything. I, I think that mustache looks fresh. I think he looks sweet. I think he should be in a Snow Crash adaptation. Mustache like pop boy. I like and I like the the little slip kind of thing in his in his um, hair. Very millennial. He's fresh. He looks like a fucking cool kid at the mall. It's so new. It's so now. Um, but yeah, I like that that villain. I like that. Presumably, I don't know if he's a villain or if he's an ally. But that one actor, he was in um, Game of Thrones. He stabbed fucking, or he led the mutiny at Craster's Keep. Anyway, no, he's, the, uh, he's Charlie Day's right hand, dude. They're oh, is he? Okay, cool. I like that actor a lot. He was in The Dark Knight Rises for a little moment. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's really great. So I'm excited to see what his deal is all about. Uh, I think the chemistry between John Boyega and the female character is really great. I love the the what's-her-face um, is back and in more of like an authoritative kind of like leadership role. Rinko Kikuchi? Rinko Kikuchi. I've loved her ever. She's the best part, the only good part out of fucking The Brothers Bloom. She's the shit. That movie looks so much fun. Looks like so much fun. I cannot wait for Pacific Rim Uprising. Gonna buy the toys. <laughs> Maddie? Um I think it looks cool, man. I didn't have any desire. I'm not a fan of the first one. I just I think it left a lot to be desired. I also agree with Stefan with the Charlie Hunnam thing. I like I love him in Sons of Anarchy. And I think the thing that people like whenever they cast him and shit is like he's British. Just let him use this fucking British accent. Like what the fuck? Who cares? Right. It's a post-apocalyptic, otherworldly fucking Jaeger versus Kaiju movie. Who the fuck cares cares how anyone talks? I don't right, care. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter to me. We're all on one team here. It's Team America against fucking monsters. Who cares? But anyway, this movie looks dope. I think it looks a lot more fun. I think they're just getting it like where Del Toro does what Del Toro does and has to put in this like extra meaning, fucking love stories and all this fucking bullshit that he puts in there sometimes. This is just like, dude, we got to defend the earth against fucking Kaiju. So let's fucking get to it. And that's what this trailer brings. I love it. The song fucking sucks. That's the worst fucking song you could cho choose. Like, ah, it just, there's nothing good about that song <laughs> at all. If you didn't have the visuals in this trailer and you had that song, I would not want to see this movie. But wow. also, John Boyega, I'll watch you in anything. Tack the Block, dope. Force Awakens, dope. You're going to be dope in The Last Jedi. You're going to be dope in this. I'm forever a fan. Yours truly. <laughs> yeah. He was, there, was, there, was, there, was tinges of there was tinges of Moses in that first, you know, you see him like, you know, he's not, because I feel like in, in, in Star Wars, he plays kind of a dorky kind of character. 
but this is fucking Mosey. He's the coolest kid on the block. And then when you see him, you see him walk up that wreckage and stuff with that fresh coat on. You're like, this motherfucker is a player. This is a pimp. <laughs> right here. You know what I want? And I want to attack the block part two. Oh that's, my that's, god! That's what I, I finally saw that like years after it came out, and it it really so is good. awesome, man. So good. It's real good. That guy for a while had options to do a Shadow of the Colossus movie. Oh shit! Pop up video. Here's the wow. tip. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I actually, I love the first one. I bought the Blu-ray. I like big robots fighting and I thought the movie was fun. Uh, and the love story was there, but it was really tempered. They even like hint at a kiss scene and then cut to black. You know, it's like Del Toro, like really knew how to pace that. Well, I thought, and, um, yeah, man, I just like, I could really see Del Toro's passion for this kind of stuff in that first one and seeing this trailer, I think it looks Amazing. I know Del Toro didn't direct it, but I think still that I'm love for this kind of stuff is there. I mean, I felt that way when I was watching it. And oh, yeah. um, honestly, I don't really hate the song. I didn't hear it fully, too, because I was watching it this like with, with everybody commenting. But, oh, yeah. but I, honestly, I didn't hate it. I think it was okay. Um, I'll, get, I'll give it a second viewing later. But uh, I think the only thing negative I can say so far is some of the graphics could probably look a little better and I think that they're kind of doing themselves a disservice by having the weather so perfect I usually mm. don't break things down this much but uh, it was really it was really rainy and foggy in the last yes time. and I think that a lot of times CG can look yeah. better that way because they're hiding more yeah but you got True. big shiny ass robots in daylight and, and no yeah. I get it they want they want to differentiate from the first one. So there is that. I'm understanding that. But I think that <laughs> I'd want to do a comparison. But um, yeah. I think that, in contrast, it, to, it's a to disservice like, to themselves to have it during the day, maybe, is what I'm saying. But just real yeah. quick, I'll get to you, Stefan. No, 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 go ahead. I was. It's, go ahead. I mean, it looks so fun. I like that Boyega is the lead. Um, and he's giving, like, that was like, you know, honest trailers even said, you know, they like, they'll take a shit on everything. But they said, like, this is a big, stupid, fun movie. And also, it had one of the best speeches in a movie since Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much true. And I don't know, man. I think it's, I just, I can't wait. And, and yeah, they're having better, they're better, like, mech, you know, Zord fighting scenes, fighting yeah. monsters, better than the fucking yeah. Power Rangers movie did, probably. Yeah. So, so there's that. I mean, that stand your ground scene in the Power Rangers movie was pretty good, but it just didn't last long enough. Yeah, it just wasn't enough of it. They didn't have enough money to really go yeah, for it. Yeah, it's but, like uh, whatever. But like what you were saying about like the daylight and the the CG effects and stuff like that. I think by comparison, this one's already looking like, you know, much better. Yeah, and I, I I like that too. Like I feel like if Transformers was more like what we just watched, I'd be all over that shit. I know they missed you know something. I mean? They're missing something. It's, it's it's big. It's yeah, yeah. It was Michael just Bay a, just can't do it. Yeah, he thinks he can. He but by what he's made on them, he he feels like he knows he can. Um, oh yeah, man. With but the you money, know what I mean. Yeah. If if it looked more like that, if Optimus Prime was more tangible, more visible, the way that these mechs are, that's why I'm super excited about this. And I I really like this like more mainstream fascination with kaiju in in American audiences, and it kind of eking its way in. Pacific Rim yeah. straight up brought kaiju into yeah. like popular culture, yeah. like that and that word, the, using the word kaiju True. in English. I think 
I think Co- Cloverfield was the first to kind of like scratch at that surface. Right. You know, and get people kind of like, because that really fucking like, what would it be like if we were on the ground floor of a fucking kaiju apocalypse? It's not outright, but but you that's what you experience. Right. And and I think by the time we got to the Godzilla, the Godzilla American remake, it was like kind of ingrained in our in our cultural lexicon. It just shows you how advanced the Japanese are, man. Yeah. They fucking they yeah. uh, they had that fucking kaiju shit way back since Godzilla, basically. Oh, yeah, totally. And like Gundams and shit. You know what I mean? Like their science fiction is like eons ahead of ours in in a lot of respects in our mainstream kind of action-adventure entertainment media. And we're just now catching up with this shit, it kind of feels like. Yeah. Sorry, my dog was barking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. So that's basically it for Pacific Rim. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Excited. Now, thumbs up from me. Yeah, thumbs up for me. I'm seeing this in the theater. I give that movie eight fucks. <laughs> I give it 12 indeeds. I don't usually give my fucks away. <laughs> I'm just I'm excited it's good. It's gonna looking good. I mean, you know, they could really fuck this up. Yeah, that those could be just the best parts as always saw. I'm like fucking that's the movie, you know. But I mean I, they're barely I, making looks, a franchise here because yeah. I mean even though it's based on a bunch of other shit, it's still a yeah. new franchise, at least in America, you know. Even to watch John Boyega and Charlie Day chew up some scenery for a while will be really fun, you know. I I can't right. I can't imagine like Everybody on that cast, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, um, is a better actor than Charlie Hunnam. Sorry. <laughs> Whenever, just a, just one last thing before uh, we go to the next one. Uh, I saw just, uh, not just Sleek, I saw Pacific Rim in the theater that year, loved it, and then loved uh, it. went home uh, for Christmas, brought the Blu-ray that year, played it for my dad and my brothers, <clears throat> and... They liked it, but man, it just did not have the impact as the theater because, really? like, there's that scene where the kaiju unveils its wings. Yeah. And that is just, that that almost, like, took me aback in the theater when I saw yeah. it. Just the sound and everything. It might be a sound thing. I'm not sure. But that was, like, basically a non-moment at home. So, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is, let's go see the shit in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, despite Charlie Hunnam, I thought that movie was a revelation, man. I was so into it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. We don't, you just don't get that kind... I mean, the yeah. only thing we get is... We get them separately. We get uh, Hollywood covers of Godzilla, and then Hollywood covers of Transformers. Yeah. But with this, we have two good versions of that in one fucking movie with a major Japanese influence. I'm all over it. All right, Yeah. you guys ready? <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking up the yeah. whole time here. <laughs> oh no, that's cool. I, I wanted to watch the uh, trailer with audio because I realized the audio doesn't play through my headphones when I watch a trailer. Uh-huh. So I wanted to hear uh, uh, Jason Momoa say the things that he says in it um, before because I was like, I'm not even going to hear him say it. Like it just like I, oh, I, yeah. I kind of pick it out. So I was watching it. That's why I was muted for a bit. Okay, no problem. Uh, all right, to... so you've seen it once, and you've are... so we've all seen this once, right? At least once. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> all right, yeah, I yeah, saw this ready. on my phone before, but all right, let's yeah. go. I only watched it this morning on the shitter while I was looking at my. Phone. Oh yeah, I watched it on so... my phone as well. Three, two, one, start. Yeah, I hate these fucking things, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's like just get the fuck to it. We're already here for you. Yeah. 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 
this is oh, what wait, you're what watching. watching? <laughs> oh my god, what an angel. Dude, Love apparently this has some similarities to one of the older uh, superhero, Superman movies. I can't remember what part exactly. Please mm -hmm. don't kill me, listeners. That's cool. They will. They will, it's Andrew. It's nice, seeing, you. it's nice seeing Clark first thing. Look at that smile, bro. He's actually being positive and shit. Yeah, he looks good. I wonder if he had the mustache there. He might have. <laughs> yeah, he might have. Should have forgot about that. He definitely did. You see how his top lip mustache gate, bro. Dude, I gotta tell you, to use internet lingo, this gave me the feels, bro. That was a great. That was a great cut. Or that Don't whole thing with the ring. He's <laughs> amazing. What a great Lois Lane. That was. She's great. Yeah. She's, so oh, yeah, Amy She's the most beautiful superstar. Woman in the world. Dude, this this at least Parademon's flying is great. Yeah. I'm surprised we see know. Steppenwolf in the trailer, by the way. I mean, they gotta show him. I mean, they, you don't even get that good a look at him it, still, yeah. which I think is great. It was good. Yeah, yeah he's still there, yeah. He did a good job being able to keep him held at, at bay. The invasion. Also, to go back for a second, when that guy was turning into a demon or whatever, that's yeah. pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, that looks like some Ghost of Mars fucking job. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Aquaman's looking good, I think. Aqua douche. That, <laughs> that statue that she sit that she's on is like kind of weird looking. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think they're trying to give Batman more shit to do in this one because at the end of Batman vs Superman, he's really not doing much of anything. Mm -hmm. This song, this cover is fucking terrible. I just don't like this song either, man. Who is it? No, it's a fuck, It's David Bowie, Heroes. Oh. It's so fucking. It's a great fucking song. It's a terrible fucking cover, and I. I know the artist, I just can't think of it, who's doing the cover. Is it Coldplay or some shit? That's what it sounds I, like. I don't know. It might be somewhere along there. It might be something like that, but I need to know. My man! My man! <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. I like Cyborg's line, right ain't over yet. My man! That demon, demon like, looks Like, what am good. I, your only black friend, Aquaman? <laughs> My man! It's okay, hey, he's Polynesian. He can say stuff like that. I That's suppose. true. I do like Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh yeah! Hell yeah! I wish oh, there was man. This is dumb. This is fucking dumb. No, I actually, I actually like that. No, it's dumb. That's what that means. It's so cool. That's so Joss Whedon though, right there. All <laughs> in, motherfucker. I can't tell if Ezra Miller's doing like a brilliant performance or if he's overdoing it yet. Uh, I mean, just a sneak peek at the news here, but apparently he steals the show. Really? Because I that's, don't hate. That's him. what early screenings yeah. are show. Or, or yeah. that's what the, that's the early buzz about it. And from his background, he's kind of an odd case for Barry Allen. So he must have fucking killed that audition. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? He yeah he's a very odd choice. But like every movie I've seen him in, he's fucking he's solid. Good. He's so good. Like we need to talk about Kevin. Fucking solid, creepy as fuck. Perks of being a wallflower. Like solid performances, man. Yeah. Like I, I never thought like him the way he like presents himself and the way he talks and just the way he dresses, um, I would never he, thought that he's he'd a, be like yeah I'm gonna be in a fucking superhero. Movie. He's a huge stoner and he's openly bisexual yeah. too. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I like I think him being a like a stoner. I've seen him in um, he's given interviews about this stuff. He said that it kind of feels like he's into like the different dimensions man like that yeah. kind of that kind of aspect of the flash he loves yeah. that part of it which would, really is yeah. a huge part of the flash so it's it's kind of cool that he can on a stoner level really get into it totally
Yeah, totally, bro. I get him on that. Well, that's what, my man. No, it's yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you just said that because when I was doing the trailer, I was thinking how excited I was for the Flash stuff and him being in his the perception of his own world or his own dimension, that speed dimension that he's in. I was like, I'm really fucking excited about that. And you said that about him being stoner or whatever. I'm like, that's fucking tight. Because those lightning scenes with the slow-mo lightning and stuff, like that to me is like so compelling. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And so so I'm really excited to see the flash. I think Aquaman came off as goofy in this one for sure. Uh-huh. But but he looks amazing and he's got some of the best action scenes so far. Like some of the coolest, like that stabbing the parademon in the sky and then and then falling. You know, he's so he's the Wolverine, you know, he's like he's like kind of a careless brute and he's just fucking does his shit and whatever. He's just like, When do I get paid? You know, like Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. But I mean to hijack the. No, it's okay. So that's you got anything else? I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I I you know I like I like Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, he's got a couple good moments. That moment at the end is kind of cheesy, very Joss Whedon. But I like Ben Affleck's reaction to Barry Allen. <laughs> I, I like that a lot because, it, you know, it says something about this Bruce Wayne and this you know after Batman versus Superman how they maybe trying to lighten it up. You know, like. Bruce can have a sense of humor, you know what I mean? Like, he's right. a fucking ladies' man. He wouldn't get so many ladies if you couldn't make him laugh. You know, he's a sharp guy. Um, and we don't see that as much anymore because we were kind of like, we're into the brooding Batman aspect of it. And I think the contrast of those two identities is what makes him fun. So I'm glad he's got, like, I hope there's a little bit more comic relief in terms of all the heroes. Um, uh, Gal Gadot looks amazing. I'm completely in love with her like people were in love with madonna in the 80s well she's iconic she's like fucking statuesque cool as fuck um i like cyborg now more than i have pretty much in any of the other trailers i like that jk simmons had a little bit the same bit we saw amy adams looks great i love that we saw superman he smiled that was really cool even though it was a flashback but we know what's up um (laughs) yeah um so it'll be cool i'm glad they didn't show that much of steppenwolf just that little bit and i didn't shit on aries as much as i think a lot of people did yeah it was pretty cg heavy but that actor is dope he plays good villains and it was a good end battle scene so i'm i'm excited for it i think it looks good earlier i was like i don't know about this trailer like my man or whatever but (laughs) i pretty much dig all of it and it's much better than the end of the last trailer where it was like well they just disappear whom that's rude you know that part yeah 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 that was that was Zack snyder uh compared to joss whedon um not too disrespectful. i disagree i like that more than this last thing really i like this one a little better it is cheesier that's for sure but i know joss whedon he's cheesy motherfucker he is cheesy I feel like there's a lot of like, oh, Joss Whedon's better, blah, 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 bullshit, but whatever. I like the other ending better, but. Maddie, what'd you think, though? I don't think it's that good of a trailer, man. <laughs> I think it's pretty <laughs> shitty. Uh, well, I think this, I think the fucking song cover is fucking terrible. I don't think any of the like, I mean, there's some cool action scenes in it, but I think the other trailers were a little better, in my opinion. Um, I honestly think I've seen too much. I don't want to like. I didn't want to watch this. I, we talked about it earlier because I was like, I've seen three. I'm good. I know I'm going to see this movie. I don't need any more. And I feel like this is more for the Joss Whedon fans because he's now on it. Is to be like, oh, this movie's going to be good. Here's another trailer just so we can secure <laughs> yeah. this. And it's like, it's much safer. It feels so much safer. Honestly, I don't really think it felt like a Joss Whedon trailer to me or any movie he's ever made because. 
I don't really feel like there was a team element to this trailer except for at the end, but I didn't like that. But I, I didn't like the end, but I do like Barry Allen. I do like Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. I do like him as the Flash, and I like that he is making these little points. He's like the Deadpool of the DC universe. Yeah. Like, he can't go out and say, oh, yeah, but do you guys know about the X-Men? Because that right. would make no sense. But I like that he's like, oh, that's your symbol. Like, I enjoy it. I just, I don't need it at this point. Um, the Jason Momoa stuff didn't bug me as much as it initially bothered <laughs> Stefan that we talked about earlier. But I do, but I, I, I do think right. that... Jason, I do think that Jason Momoa is kind of typecast as this yeah. bro dude, and I don't like that. So if Aqu- if this is all Aquaman says throughout this entire fucking film, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset because I think Andrew was talking about like I've read some Aquaman comics, some of the new Fifty Two stuff, and it's like Aquaman's an intelligent superhero. They should convey that. I think if you just have this yeah. like party dude that's like, I'm an islander party dude. Like I'm just here to fuck up. Some just throw me dudes. at shit, bro. Yeah. Come at me, bro. This movie's gonna suck because of that. And if that's the and from <laughs> this trailer, if, if this is the Joss Whedon trailer, and this is the best that that motherfucker can write for Aquaman, then fuck this movie. You know, like <laughs> God. I'm not. I also think that there wasn't enough Wonder Woman in it. That's true. Like, I, I agree with that. That's sexist. Having her come out of one of the biggest fucking movies that DC has released at this point without any controversy, except for a few people that did not enjoy it. And I get their beefs. I'm not, I like, There's I'll six. take both. But, like, you didn't showcase Wonder Woman at all. She doesn't, I don't think she says anything in this trailer. Yeah, it's weird. She, she's your biggest fucking movie that you've released. Well, she does start you off, know, to play I, devil's advocate, she starts off the last trailer pretty hardcore with the heist but part. Not, but, this is, but, this, but this is the Joss Whedon trailer. This well, is the new trailer. Unofficially, the unofficially. Oh, only for no, those who know. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, like you could easily say Justice League trailer or Justice League Whedon trailer at the end. Like, this is to secure people that were like, well, we don't know. We're really skeptical because you got a new director. This really happens in the film world. Ooh, we might not see this movie, but everyone's <laughs> going to see this fucking movie because it's a DC fucking movie, and we all sat through fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know, Man, he's so, so pissed, bro. Good I, point. Dude, I just I don't think it's that it good of a trailer. A I think that, I mean, first of all, if you're going to fucking put a David Bowie song, RIP, play the fucking David Bowie song, but I think this I is another thing. James Gunn would have like, done it. Yeah, but this is this is my point. I think if they would have played heroes, everyone would have been like, "Oh, this is just like what Marvel's doing because it's a Guardians of the Galaxy and they have David Bowie in it." Fucking assholes. Because that's what people say, and it's like people have been using classic songs forever. It's not a new thing. It's just because like Marvel started doing it, and it's like part of the Guardians get universe, and that's what they do. Everyone's like, no. Other comic book movies can't do it because these are classics. Like, Jesus Christ, man. That's so rude. It is. It's fucking bullshit. And, like, to have the <laughs> shitty cover of a great David Bowie song is bullshit. It's just fucking bullshit. Yeah, you know, it, that was a take, pretty take your, take the For the listeners, take your favorite song in the world that you, without a doubt, yep. you sing to every lyric, you know it all, and then have someone do a shitty cover of it. <laughs> you're the first person to go, bullshit. Heroes isn't even my favorite David Bowie song. And I'm a pissed off. <laughs> Damn, man. I was going to say, just play your favorite song when you play this trailer, um, and it would be that much better. I hate oh, the, yeah, the cover I, The cover to the last one, too, the, the Beatles cover they did was fucking terrible. 
Yeah, dude, their music collection kind of sucks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree just, with it's that. It's just that I flavor, that. you know. DC Warner Brothers right now is the black jelly bean, African American oh, jelly bean. So, it's just licorice. <laughs> it's terrible. Don't eat it. It's fucking licorice. No one likes licorice. I mean, there are people that like them, but you're not I'm friends. Bring race into this. If you are, if if you're if you if you are into people who like black licorice. You're not, like, you're not going to be friends with them any longer. After all. Like, they're not people you want to associate with. DC Warner Brothers is the Malbec of fucking. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just didn't like the trailer. I mean, I mean, you guys know I'm seeing. Fair this enough. Fair enough. I'll back you up. Maddie. And I don't judge movies. I don't. I don't judge movies on trailers. Like I like I watch trailers because I get. I am excited for film, and I love film. I love movies. I love the movie going experience. Despite how shitty it's gotten, or how good, or how bad it's doing, yeah. I enjoy. I enjoy going to the movies. It's an escape, and that's why I go. So I will see Justice League because I'm a fan of comic books, and I will see every fucking yeah. comic book movie that comes out. And the audience will be fun. And I just think this love... is a terrible trailer. And I think you know when you look back at other Joss Whedon, like you, you, if you look at the Serenity trailer or any trailers like or anything, I think this is a poor showcase of what Joss Whedon will hopefully bring to this film. And I think yeah. it was just, I mean, it is, it is still Zack Snyder's film as well. You it's going to be mainly yeah. Zack Snyder's movie. It was Let's like all remember that, you know, but no, I, I mean, but, I think yeah. a lot of people think this movie, I think the fan, the fanboys for sure. reshoot so much, you know, oh, yeah, that's not enough time in a movie before you have to turn a movie in to like get the, I hope there's a nine hour director's cut Blu-ray. Who's movie better? No, I don't want that. I, I want a black, I want a black and good. white Justice League. I'm good oh at almost four, four hours at a movie is just like, I could have watched two by now. I could have watched three horror movies by now. Right. <laughs> like those 89-minute run times. We need more of that shit. Thanks, Dark Tower. Or uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, 100 minutes, man. That's, that's where down, it's man. at. I, if you can't, like, I mean, I get that some movies need to be longer. I get it. But it's like at the core, like how much time do you actually need to tell a story? Yeah, I know, you know? right? So, but that's my opinion of the trailer. So, that's only that was only my second time watching it. All right. So my opinion's not nearly as negative as as Maddie's. I understand. I agree. The song is bad, and uh, I, it's weird. It's like it kind of feels like they're trying to be cool and modern, but I just kind of like. I'd like for them to just use the Hans Zimmer or whatever the fuck. What's his name? Uh, Danny Elfman, right? Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear him. Elfman is, has a score, doesn't he? I mean, shit. Yeah. Put that shit in there, but they don't even have that in the trailer. I guess it's like, I think everything's down to the wire because they don't have a fucking cut yeah. yet. They still don't have a fucking cut. So uh, that's a problem. And that's why we haven't heard it yet because I feel like you you can't make an actual, you can't score anything to the like you can't get a final score until you have a final cut so because they're going to score to the actual cut of the Damn. film it says november they don't even have like a day yet dude they don't have a, they well it's november 17th or something right it's like the Holy end of november thor's shit. november 3rd or something it's the beginning yeah, of november it's like the biggest movie to end the season really and it's like it pretty much will well star no wars ultimately but... that's crazy that's cool though i like that there's that much fucking chaos going on in hollywood it's kind of cool um but I, I did like i thought that the opening scene with superman is, is great it's kind of slow for a trailer it's supposed to like get you like into that fucking picture immediately but yeah. for me personally 
Superman's on screen and it's emotional as fuck and he's going through the family farm, you know, like I'm kind of yeah. down <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't he, win with audiences. <laughs> yeah, he could be just be kind of like walking through fields for a while and I'm like, yeah. all right, that's cool. That's what Snoop does sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. It was nice. It was really, I shit on Kville for the longest, like a bunch throughout the episodes and shit, but it was really nice to see the brightness of the character shine through. Like that's fucking... Superman, you know, like every one of our leader heroes in the last few years has been vilified. Cyclops, Captain America, Superman. You should walk out of a Superman film feeling so victorious like, and happy. Yeah. You're like holding doors open for strangers that you and you're the type of person that's never done that. Like that's how that's how you should feel after a Superman movie. Yeah. We Don't just haven't got like yeah you should actually you should walk out of a superman movie yeah. being a better person in yeah. general you know what i mean that's what scout, that's what should be happening yeah the boy scout kind of deserves his day again you know we've been we've been pretty bleak since dark knight you know what i mean we've gone gritty real like yeah 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 you know it's it's you know if, if nolan would have still been doing those movies we would have had like a trump era commentary of fucking how bleak and dark and shitty everything is and no one he did a great job with that with the batman stuff but right, you, can't, right. you just I'm can't do that with every fucking yeah. franchise yeah i'm not saying he didn't i just mean like you know and even like Zack snyder the way he envisioned these films was pretty dark you know he's like he's kind of like the action he's he's tim burton and michael bay like fucking had a kid kind of he's like he's like yeah, yeah he's like yeah. a better michael bay i will say yeah. that and and i and i do i really appreciate Zack snyder for what he does i will not watch sucker punch another time ever again Oh, but right, I right, appreciate right. his shit. Guardians. Hey, Google. man, the makeup in Sucker Punch is amazing, though. Let me just say that right now. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good moments. Oscar Isaac's great in it. But um, um, but, you know, it's like those two the you know, we I feel I've, I just but my point is like we've been through like the muck with these superheroes. Now, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's nice. Like Barry Allen, Bruce is chuckling, you know, like they're having fun and it's like not realistic, whatever. But what do you want? Fucking. Aquaman to be middle of a monologue and then fucking get blasted in the head, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I know. You know right? I mean? Like how deep do you want to go down that into that darkness of this like pseudo realism that we get? It's time now to fucking embrace our heroes and live by that shit. I think it's called fantasy for a reason. Fan well, <laughs> fantasy. And it's like, yeah. And it, yeah, totally. And it's like, when we go watch movies like that, I remember going, coming out of any like great action film as a kid and just bouncing off the walls being like, the world is my oyster. And I'm going to be about as good as I can possibly be. And the potential was just like through the roof, you know, like these kind of stories. It, it's I think it'll be really a testament to the success of Justice League um, by what they do with Superman. Right. And then you just know. to keep going on this shit, um, just uh, the Maddie mentioned the CG. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> like Maddie mentioned the CG fire in the whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. Um, the Baywatch <laughs> thing. Like I, I, I get it. It's just yeah. not usually not a huge. I know I just said this shit about Pacific Rim. Maybe you guys are having more influence yeah, I on me I than I was expecting. Like Maddie never forgets. It usually, <laughs> but it usually usually not a big deal. And this is not a huge huge deal for me either. Yeah. I think it's it's fine. It's you know it's whatever. I don't understand your point sometimes. I try to wrap. I try to wrap around it, and I, I can't. Yeah. Those All graphics right. look terrible, dude. No. It looked like I, the, it looked like the main villain from Ghosts of Mars. No. I can... <laughs> terrible. <laughs> wow. I can here for a moment. I think I'm getting old, so CG to me anymore. 
I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> oh, well, I, I used to be like, God, that's terrible. Van Helsing, terrible. This is not. Oh, oh that's a, you know, that was bad. Now that you that, <laughs> I never even saw that. <laughs> well, don't see it. It's fucking terrible. But yeah, everybody said that, that was terrible. Turning into that fucking parody. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Oh my god, dude, that's fucking terrible. Like, anyway, that's I, you know, and I didn't think that scene was as bad, oh. but but I feel you. It's terrible. It's terrible. I think that I think the CG in in the Ready Player One trailer is is infinitely worse than what we just watched. Oh, I totally disagree. Trailers. That's okay. So to play devil's advocate on that, <laughs> that they, they, literally, they literally said that the the, the graphics are going to get better as it goes along in the movie as sure, well. Sure. So we don't know yet. You know what I mean? Okay, we for, don't know first yet. First of all, for, like, like, okay, I gotta lay this out real quick. First of all, all the graphics happening in Ready Player One are based into a computer program simulated video game. Yeah, when you that's see also this a role, thing. This person transforming into a parademon, thats supposed to take place in real life. So I can let effects slide when it's a motherfucker that's an orc riding a scorpion. The orc looks Freddy horrible. That's my main. No, no, it doesn't look bad. Orc in that fucking shit. Design wise, that orc looks as good as an orc in fucking World of Warcraft, and that's okay because mm -hmm. it's a fucking video game. Because you're not trying to base it in some kind of realistic okay, environment. Okay, fair, fair. I don't, I, fair I don't understand like, why no one's not upset about that. I feel like you're letting it slide because you want Justice League to be amazing. And no, I don't even care about that. Anyway. I think I think anymore like CG and this whole like the battle between practical and CG. My preference is practical effects oh, well, all course. the way. A mix if of the not, two. We're not friends. If you got a mix of the two, then you got some money. But if you have a heavy CG or whatever, like. You know, it doesn't bother me quite as much, except for a few things. Like, I, I just my statement stands. Uh, I think the CG just, in both the films that we just watched looks looks a hundred times better than than what we've seen so far in Ready Player One, except for the VR visor seat shit going on. Even though it looks fake, that's a cool idea. That's a cool shot. Man, I, I don't even know you guys anymore. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm I'm like, I, I don't care about it. Let me tell you something. The CG, I don't. I wouldn't even care about it if they actually kept the fucking um, like the the, the Spider-Man mech that's in the book and the uh, Ultraman scene. But it's looking like all oh, that shit's not going to be in there. They're going to replace Ultraman and everything with the uh, Iron Giant. Listen. If so going I'm already going in disappointed, guys, with with that movie. <laughs> Listen, if we're going into Ready Player One thinking everything that someone can make up from their imagination and put in a fictional book without any copyright issues can be in a fucking major motion picture, calm, you, calm your asses down. Matty, I want Spielberg to get things happen. done. I want Spielberg to get things done for me. Okay, first of all, we got fucking Iron Giant in there, a Kira bike, fucking Freddy Cougar. Like, fuck yeah, give it to me. The thing is, this movie has to span generations, you know? I get you. Like, I if get it was just you. super sure. 80 references sure. all the time, people Still like. Have you guys work with? Have you guys work with 19 year olds? I want it have made you, for me, man. Made just had, for me. Have you, Andrew? Have you had a conversation with a 19 year old? They're because, yes, and I never want to have it again. Because <laughs> anything you love, they know nothing about. I know. I know. About yeah. it, it sounds dumb. They yeah. say dead ass. I had yeah. Ugh. I don't, need, I I don't had, even know about that, Andrew. But I hate it. I hate that you said it out loud. Dude, when we were playing Friday the Thirteenth last time, somebody said you dead ass in that house, bro, or something like that. Like, I heard Am it. I dead? I'm not dead. <laughs> I heard. I, I heard somebody actually say it and mean it unironically. Language is is devolving itself. You dead ass, bro. I mean, through yeah. zennials, millennials. Stupid millennials. I had a girl I work with, 19 years old, tell me. 
the matrix sucks dude see fuck those people right well they're just young they're young they're young dumb and full of cum yeah but i mean but i liked it when i was 14 or whenever the fuck it came out yeah things are different people they they grew up on spongebob like their existence is pure chaos bullshit bullshit <laughs> I, I never got through with my justice league comments by the way sorry sorry Andy. okay you were saying some heinous ass shit and I had to... <laughs> ernest wow. klein is worse than hitler well uh <laughs> armada just... is not good armada is not good it's not a good book by the way anyway oh, really? Andy, continue. all right but I, I, don't, I only have like i only have I'll, I'll finish on this aquaman fucking all right i get it i can look i can totally in a hundred percent understand if you hate that aquaman if somebody said i hate my more aquaman i'd be like yeah man i get you you know what i mean i wouldn't even fucking fight you on it but it's just like it's just like I like that Momoa's doing this. I know he's kind of getting typecast probably, but he's just really good at this. And it's a choice that they made. It's an actor's choice. They say that acting's all about making choices. This is made, He's not maybe making deep choices maybe. I don't know. But um, And also we might see a character arc with him. Like he might go from like bro dude to regal after he becomes king or whatever. I don't even know how it's going to fucking work. But that kind of shit could be interesting to see play out. And, uh, you know, it, him saying bro, like he didn't say bro, but he said my man. And like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I get behind him. I know he's a total bro, but I think he's, I think it's fun. It makes it fun. Like it's, yeah. it's cool that the flash isn't the only fun character in it. I Cause I think cyborg is fun in some of the comics and definitely teen Titans. But I think that he's going to be such a, he's going to be kind of another heavy handed character too. I think, I think Cyborg's so, kind of at the forefront of this story too. Like, I'm actually more excited about Cyborg than I have been yet. Yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> wow, wow, bro. He probably Why, didn't give any reshoots too, by the way, because they have to. That that animation take will take forever. He's probably in none yeah. of the reshoots, bro. I I hope the animation looks a little better too. It looked pretty good in this. It didn't look terrible. Um, it, look, it looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Momoa, no beef. He's cuddly. How could you not love that guy? He's fun. I mean, Aquaman riding on the Batmobile, that's just, dude, that's some, like, action figure shit. Like, yeah. if you and had those if you had those <laughs> characters, you would do that on a playset. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you get to see yeah. this kind of played out in a bit, in, in a movie. It, that's a, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Let me interject for a second. Him riding on the Batmobile, him being thrown through the air, is not any issue I have with this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have done all that shit with all of my action figures. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. is dope as fuck. Right, right. Um, and I don't, like, I agree with you. I like, I like that Ezra Miller is a different kind of comedic timing. And then you have Jason yeah. Momoa, who is like a different comedic timing as well. Oh, like, man. they're supposed to be fun characters. And yeah. I, I like that. I'm just, when I watch this trailer, I hope that's not all the Aquaman we get. Uh, and yeah, we yeah. have to wait till the James Wan movie comes out to get a deeper Aquaman. And I'm not yeah. saying I need him to be like fucking brooding, like fucking Batman yeah. and shit. Like, I like that he's fun. I like that he can just be like, my man, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, my shit. Man. Like, I mean, I mean, like, as much as we want to hate on that and like the lingo, I mean, you know, we all kind of do that kind of shit. It's like high fives and like fucking bro, you My know, man. like, you know, it's just kind of fun. Like he's, he's got to be the laid back dude. Who's like, I'm sure, I'm sure Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck, Batman will be like, it's very serious. And he's like, dude, it's not that bad. We'll take care of it. <laughs> you know? And I think like, 
you know, like I like that attitude because, you know, I, I try to live my life in a very simple kind of way and just be like, you know, shit sucks right now. I'm not, you know, it might not be good right now, but it's not ever, it's not always going to be bad forever, you know? And I like, I like characters with that attitude. So if Aquaman can bring that kind of like, you know, Islander kind of like, let's lay back, dude, just chill. We're going to take Steppenwolf out. It ain't no thing. Come on, yeah. look at us. My oh, man. Justice League, you know, <laughs> my man. You know, like, that'd be cool. But, you know, I definitely think there needs to be a moment where it's like, maybe as a team, he needs to be like, step up a little bit, you know, be like, you know, if everyone else's uh, tactic has failed, maybe we get the Aquaman moment that's like, maybe we should try this. And Batman's like, that might work. And you're like, oh, shit. Batman agreed with Aquaman? This is the guy that said, <laughs> yeah. my man, he's agreeing with Aquaman. Like, you know, like, I'd love that moment to be like, they are a team. They listen to one another. That would be like amazing, the, yeah. I feel like the thing that a lot of team movies, like, you don't get a lot of that. Like, them work, like, it, you know, you don't get the conversations or you know, like them planning, you know, but right. You know, I mean, I don't know. I like Jason Momoa. I follow him on my fucking Instagram, man. I'm like, fucking like, I, I kind of hate that I do, but I, like at the same time, I'm like, this dude has a lot of fun in his life. He has a yeah. nice family. It's very nice to see that like someone who is this big and an actor has fun and does cool shit. So I, I hope a lot for him, but like the trailers just haven't given me a lot and maybe they're just hiding it. Maybe they're keeping a secret because they're like, Dude, We're gonna show you. We're gonna show this you movie could really go one of two ways, right? I mean, yeah, totally. I don't think it's going to be like bland. Suicide it's going to be bad, real Suicide Squad bad, or it's going to be pretty fucking good. It could be completely mediocre and just like play you it think? safe all the way through. I mean, it could. Yeah, I guess it is possible. Okay, there's three ways. All right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I guess that's it for trailers. You guys want to go to the news? Yeah. Okay, I'm so, in. Getting, so getting right to it, connecting with the trailers, uh, Jeff Johns has called The Flash the collective favorite of the Justice League, and also connecting with that, Zack Snyder has said that he wanted Cyborg to give representation to people with disabilities. Hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that'll be cool. I don't know how they're going to play that off in the movie, but... Uh, they kind of did that with RoboCop, the more recent RoboCop, yeah. when you see his lungs and shit there, and like just the oh, hopelessness that was there. That movie was good, except for the end. Anyway, go ahead. dude, like I, I do side tangent real quick. RoboCop, <laughs> the remake is not a bad. It's not bad. It could have been better. Yes, I agree. It's not. It's not the eighties uh, one, but yeah. it's not a bad remake, and I think people <laughs> give it a lot of shit. Anyway, go back sure. to. Was it really that bad? Pop, pop in. I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I enjoy watching it. I, I, I liked it. They made it's, just, so it's underwhelming, uh, anticlimactic, but it they build yeah, it. The build is great. Like it's it was awesome. It was really great. I have yet to see it, but I definitely am interested in seeing it. Check it out. It's the, fun. The thing I it's, really like about yeah. it is, is that it moves the like. So when I think robots move, I think of them moving faster and more agile than human beings because they're supposed to be superior, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we all think of robots. They're smarter, they're faster, they're better yeah. than humans. So when you watch RoboCop 1, so anyone listening to this podcast, little side note here, I love RoboCop 1, love Peter Weller, love the RoboCop movies. Even the third one, it's not that good, but it's fucking cool. Um, but he walks so slow. So when the RoboCop, the remake came out, I was like, yes, he's going to move so fast. And that's what I liked about it. I liked it. He moved the way that I think robots should move and they should be like, you should fear 
you know, a robot or an artificial intelligence is smarter and faster than you, right? Right. You know, mm -hmm. and I feel like in RoboCop, it's like, yes, he's tough. And he's like, has the, the armor, it's hard to pierce and blah, blah, blah. But like, ultimately, enough, enough bombs and rocket launchers to his face will fucking destroy him, right? But I like that about the new RoboCop. Anyway, going back to Justice League and what I said <laughs> about Cyborg, I love the scene where it shows him in pain and like the scientists working on him. And yeah. was that, I love that stuff. And I think they can really tie that in about him not like, you know, having phantom feelings and like, you know, not feeling like a human anymore. Like, I think that'll be easy to tie in. Um, I don't right. like, he, there's not no other character for him to, to really talk to about this, but I feel like hopefully he'll find a friend and like, cause like cyborg is more to me, like a more teen Titans and a more like family friendly character. So I, yeah. I'm hoping that him and the flash have some kind of bond. And, and even from this last trailer that we just talked about, um, it seems like maybe, maybe him and Aquaman have a little more to talk about. Maybe I that don't would know. be I mean, interesting I, to I, see. I, I think it's a very cool concept to, you know, I think one of the great things about Mad Max Fear Road, I know Andrew hated it, hands down. <laughs> I did not hate it. I just didn't like everybody. I, one of everybody my else. favorite reviews of that film was was someone who lost an arm and talked about Furiosa. Oh and really? Her yeah. And how much George she Miller is worse than Hitler. Um, that's, I <laughs> Keep mean, going, Maddie. That's the way Andrew thinks. So I mean, I don't know. nah, Babe was pretty Fury good. Fury Road is worse than any evil <laughs> movie. Babe was pretty good. Not any. Okay, Babe Two was pretty good. House of the I, Dead I, I, was better than any George Miller film. <laughs> but I'm hoping that like they can tie some of that in because I feel like there is an audience for that. And there are people who want to see those characters brought to life. And I'm hoping that Justice League, hopefully with Cyborg, they can do it. I like people want that character, you know? So I don't know. That's cool. I'm glad that they're kind of focusing on some smaller, like some things that like maybe the general public won't take notice of. But if there are little subtle hints to certain things, I'm, I'm glad of that. I'm glad that, you know, we're making more conscious efforts to represent all people and right. I know we're, we're not representing all people right now currently yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I feel like the mcu is trying to move in that direction hopefully dc is trying to i hope i hope all movies are trying to move in that direction because like i don't know like i was thinking about like blade runner not to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it but i was like what if they would have changed something different and made like ryan gosling characters black or hispanic like what it like I don't know. I was just thinking about that when I walked the, out of the you movie. You could have been the son like, of Edward James Olmos. Right? Anyway, I think Steph and I can talk forever about Blade Runner. but I'm Latino. You know, I just I feel like <laughs> I like the way the comic movies are trying to incorporate some of these different characters. And, you know, I, I think they have to do it. Like, if you can make a big, like, you know, something that's going to make millions of dollars – every time a comic book movie comes out, you guys have to be the one to push this objective forward, you know? Like, cause yeah. we know people are gonna see these movies so you can cast any person of color because people are gonna see a comic book movie, you know? Right, yeah. Like they might be kind of hesitant at first and I think Wonder Woman's a good push, you know? But it's like, I still think like there are people out there be like, she's white. And it's like, but, but she's not, she's not white. She's not white. <sighs> Well, anyway, think what you want to think, but you know, I, I hope that they continue to push the envelope because these are the movies that are going to do it. People like they're gonna, they're going to open up this door. 
yeah. comic book movies will be the one to force this stuff through. Like Black Panther's coming out, which I fucking can't. Yeah, wait for. dude, Black I can't gonna wait. Be a party, baby, that's gonna be such a great. I I want you guys career. to at least try to imagine, because we can never really understand how many black kids. This is going to be everything for them. Hell yeah. Like every any black kid like under fifteen, I mean, I I would assume black people in general, but especially the like younger crowd, dude. This is gonna change some people's. I maybe I might be putting too much into it, but I can just imagine as a white person, it's just huge. my imagination, it's, yeah. it's going to change some people's lives. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, oh, dude, I'm I'm super excited for it. I like just you know what it just it's opens the mean. doors for Captain Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did I laugh at that too much? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Captain <laughs> Burrito. All right. I'm glad you're Hispanic, bro. I mean, Latino. Oh, that's what I meant. I need a hero I can believe in. <laughs> Captain Mexico. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next one. Batman Ninja anime film arrives in 2018 from the Afro Samurai creator. Uh, I forgot his name. but uh, Is it Bujin Khan? <laughs> I know that'd be amazing though. There's some Bujinkan influence in uh fucking um Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah, for sure. And in the fucking Ninja Turtles uh uh Nickelodeon one, the CG yeah, one. Who yeah, that's a good one. There cartoon. totally is. Um anyway, yeah, so I'm excited for this one. Can't fucking wait. Don't know what the story would be. Anybody get the story on that? No, I don't know what it is, but I just I saw the poster sent it to you guys and I was like I don't know what this is, but it says Batman and Ninja, and I'm in. Dude, yeah. I mean, those two yeah. words together, man. It, the cover it, even looked cool. It, even if it was one of those shitty, like, adapted from comic things, you guys know, where it's like they do a little motion comic and they move, I'd still pay to see that. Though. Right, yeah. Just because it yeah. says Batman, Ninja, Batman, Batman, Ninja. I don't care what it says. And I'm it's in. a Japanese guy doing it, too. It's not like... It, it hasn't been. Be cool. I know it's Batman. It's it's from like white America basically, but <clears throat> it's cool to see if it's going to be anime based. They went with a Japanese director, so it's, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've said before. I think the DC animated stuff is hit or miss. Like even if you're like, eh, that was kind of subpar, is better than anything they're doing live action at this point. Because at least they're putting out content. You know, like. You know they're doing Gotham by Gaslight. They're doing this. They did right, Justice right. Yeah. So they're taking they're these kind of, animation. Yeah, they're kind of taking these gambles that, like, you know, that we'll never get. I mean, maybe when I'm like, when we're all sixty, we might be get a Gotham by Gaslight live action movie, but I doubt it. But that's what I like about. Holy it. shit! They made it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, like losing my teeth, got dentures and shit. Yeah, I was about to say, where's my teeth? Let's go see that movie. <laughs> oh fuck! My I don't teeth. even need my teeth. <laughs> I need it for the popcorn. So, and I mean, I know they're making a Justice League darker. It's in the works, but they could fall through, you know. But I like that the DC animated crew is like they're branching out. They're trying cool things because Marvel's not doing it. They're definitely not hitting that animation market. You know, they did. Yeah, the they're not. But they're like they're crushing it with the live action. So why wouldn't you, as a, as like a company, try to hit up the animated market? And I think DC's doing a bang up job of that. What am I from? Like the fucking twenties? Bang up, bang up job, job, everyone. Hot dang. Just try, I'm just trying to keep a PC on here, guys. Just trying to keep a PC. I learned I recently like that. that that accent is called the transatlantic accent. Oh. Huh. Yeah. You would know that. Pop-up Pop video. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pop-up video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically dead. 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> killed it. All right, sorry to interrupt you, Maddie. What were you saying? Oh no, that's fine. I just I, I, I like the animated game. I like that they're playing it well. And even if there are like ones that people are like, oh, this one was not as good as this. It's like at least they're trying some new shit. Like I really enjoyed Bruce Timm's like God and Monsters. Like what if Superman was bad? What if Batman was really a vampire? That yeah, shit was yeah. pretty fucking cool, man. That was a cool like alternate history, you know. Other worlds, whatever the fuck it's called in DC Universe. Uh, uh, Else worlds, Else worlds. It's a really cool Else world story. And, you know, like I like that animation within the DC Universe has that outlet. I think it's cool. Some of DC's best stuff is Else worlds. I mean, Kingdom Come is Else worlds. I think that fucking Alan Moore swamp thing is Else worlds. Like, it's like canon just can bring you down sometimes because you have too many fucking rules. So if you do Elseworlds, they're just allowed to play free, you know? That's speeding yeah. bullets where it's Batman and Superman kind of mixed up together. That's also a famous Elseworlds story. So, yeah, it's 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 you, good that they take those chances. Side note for a second, just a little minute. Have you guys read any of that new, like, the stuff that's based on, it's called, like, Metal? I have not. I heard it's okay. I Dude, yeah. the, the fucking character design looks so fucking dope, though. <laughs> It's like the the metal like the metal listener in me, the rock listener in me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I need to read this shit because it looks yeah, dope. Yeah, 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 I felt the same way. But I, I just wonder if you guys have been reading it because, like, I've been seeing like I haven't been reading any of the synopsis of stuff that's happening. Yeah. But I've been seeing like what the Joker or Batman looks like, and I'm like, dude, this looks pretty fucked up. Like, this looks like. This looks like Maddie territory right now. Like, what's DC doing? Like, <laughs> did they make like this for me? Out. Yeah, like I feel like I woke up and they're like, "Maddie, we made a comic just for you." And I was like, "Well, we do do Superhouse. We are really famous." So <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. time. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Pursue News. Okay. I just wonder if anyone was like, "Shout that out, shit out, my man, my man, Pursue News." <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Superhouse tagline. My man, my man. My man. Thanks, Momoa. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're going into... Uh, <laughs> he's probably going to say that. Aqua, bro. All right, so uh, Marvel stuff real quick. Uh, Gore Verbinski is rumored to be in talks for directing uh, Gambit there. Hmm. I'd watch that fucking movie. I mean, kind of down. That sounds kind of cool. It seems like Channing Tatum really wants a really good director. Don't blame him. Uh, and uh, like an A-list director, you know. Um, and then the other point on uh, Gambit, it's there's another rumor that Daniel Craig is going to play Mister Sinister. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that sounds fucking dope. I'd watch that, dude. Right, it's, I mean, it right, could be sounds amazing. Great. Sounds great, bro. Right, I honestly think like Daniel Craig at this point needs something besides Bond. Yeah, I, think I know, man. I think he's Put a him great on actor. Man. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. He's I think he's funny. a good actor. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think one of my favorite movies with him is it's called Enduring Love. It's a pretty fucked up movie, but very cool performance. I love, I like Layer Cake a lot. I think he's a great actor, um, and I think that'd be fucking some cool casting, man. Like, I think he could be a a great Mister Sinister. You know, I'm still worried about uh, Channing playing a uh, fucking uh, Gambit, but you know, Sounds I think like think Gore Verbinski could make that fucking work, man. I think he can get good performances out of people. You know, uh, despite how you feel about the Pirates movies. The Ring, I think, is a solid fucking horror remake. Cure for Wellness is probably... It's definitely up there with my like favorite films of this year. Rango? 
Damn, yeah, Rango is fucking good. I mean, <laughs> the guy makes solid fucking movies, and they look the great. Like, and um, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, I think our like visually, that film will look fucking amazing. You know, like just the colors, the palette. Oh, I it, dude. They need to have him throwing those cards and with a bow staff. Dude, it will be the best like magenta slash oh, you've God. ever seen on screen. Yes, <laughs> Andrew just came, dude. It'd be amazing. <laughs> He's not even my favorite, but I mean, I, we just haven't seen, yeah, we haven't seen a good Gambit. We haven't seen, yeah, we've only seen like that really shitty one. So, I hey, actually, I don't think it, shitty. I don't, I, they I just, think well, they didn't use him well enough. That's true. I think Taylor Kish in a better Gambit movie would have been a great Gambit. Because my biggest issue with Channing playing Gambit is he's too big. And I think Taylor Kish oh, has yeah. the, body, the body type for it. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be Gambit because Channing wants. It's all him. He loves that character, I guess. Oh. He yeah. Lo yeah, he loves that character. He he sort of he sort of looks like him as well. So I mean, sort of. I mean, I know he's a little bit big, but and he's also isn't he's from the south, right? He sort of has that accent. I mean, I don't know that much about him, so Let's look him up. I, I always feel like he has kind of a southern accent, and if you know, that's that's at least a start for having the Cajun accent. I will say, though, that in Kingsman, his southern accent was pretty, like, a little embellished, but pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah, it was embellished a bit. It, they were really going for, I don't know, something Super, there. Like, I mean, that's Louisville, Kentucky, so that's, like, the bluest state in Kentucky. So I don't know why they fucking, like, you know, but whatever. It's oh, from yeah. Alabama. See, there you go. Yeah, I mean, he can play Gambit. From... He can play Gambit. Yeah. All right, fine. Yeah. I'm not Fine. worried anymore. You got Fine. me. Gore Verbinski, Coleman, Alabama. Hey, Stefan, you're Honestly, uh, you're getting crackly, man. Oh, fuck. By the way, just do a little quickie restart. We'll we'll keep we'll keep going. All right, sounds good. What actually, we got next, Andrew. There's only that? there's only a couple more points, actually. Yeah, literally two. I kind of want to wait to yeah. tell you until he gets back. Yeah. Just okay, to get the so fresh reaction. Yeah. I'm just going to, because I wasn't there for the Kingsman review. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, okay. Did you love it? I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty good. It's definitely a thumbs up. I think I hate the Kingsman's movies. You hate both of them? Yeah. Really? I think they're like super, like, just like, they're just like, there's always some bullshit in them that I just like, takes me out of it. Like, when he has to implant the tracker inside her vagina... Oh yeah, that it's was like, like... You, had, you had to write that fucking scene, dude. Like, what are you fucking twelve years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like, because I love, I was like, when I was watching Kingsman up until that point, I was like, fuck, man, why didn't I like Kingsman one? This shit's fucking dope. And then that scene happened, and I was like, oh yeah, because of this kind of bullshit, this kind of sexist bullshit. And I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I didn't like that Matthew, part. Matthew Vaughn, I think he's a solid director. But he just does some fucking 13, 14-year-old bullshit that I can't stand. Well, Steph and I both liked it. We were the only ones on that episode. And basically, our takeaway was just action so good. Like, you remember when I was talking about the action in um, Defenders? And it's, like, kind of hard to understand what's going on. Yeah. That's not a problem with Matthew Vaughn. Like, no, I mean, the way he directs action, it's just so easy to understand. And it's so hyped up and kinetic and... I love the action, and I thought my main my main beef with Kingsman Two, 
I mean, what you just said is makes perfect sense, but it seems like there was they had they weren't really telling like any story. Like the first one, it's about Eggy learning to accept his new place in life and learning what nobility means. Yeah. That's his whole fucking character arc. I really, really enjoyed that. There was a really kind of like sexist point in the in the first one where she's yeah. like, "You can put it in my butt or whatever." That's like literally one line, and I think the rest of it's pretty solid. Um, and this one, the in two, it's like, yeah, it's like mainly the action is the best part. the 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 story is kind of not there. They don't even know what to do with Halle Berry. They don't like the death scene with. Um, all right. Merlin is just bad. All right, this is terrible, what, terrible. This is what should have happened, in my opinion, with Kingsman Two. Uh huh. We find out that, God damn it, what the fuck's his name? Colin Colin Firth is that? Yeah, yeah, right? Colin Colin Firth. Colin yeah. Firth is alive. He should become the new Arthur. There shouldn't be two Galahads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Done. That should have been established in this film. Merlin yeah. shouldn't have died. He should have become an actual Kingsman. Like Halle Berry becomes an actual statesman. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He shouldn't yeah. have died. That was a dumb fucking choice. Because Terrible. Like, I went and saw it with a friend that I work with, and she was like, why'd they have to kill Merlin? And I was I like, know. I don't know. That's a fucking poor-ass choice. Stupid. Because there was any, you could have written around that at any given point, because this is a fucking like dumb fucking action sci-fi kind of movie. You could have written around that. You could have written around the fucking putting the tracker in the fucking vagina scene. It like makes no sense to me. Like, why, dude, like, I even forgot about that. I, I did. Yeah, that was not that good. And like the whole point where he has to like call his like soon to be fiance because he loves her, but then being like, oh, I don't want to marry you because I'm a man and it's hard to commit because I don't know what I'm gonna have to. No, nah, well, I mean to play devil's advocate, there he's a spy where his job is to remain secret. But they have and he's a... getting married to a fucking princess, literally. It's too much fucking spotlight on them. But the thing is, they've established that they love each other. They have a dog together. They live in a fucking apartment. It's gonna happen. And he's stable enough in his life. He hey, has a I, job. She knows what he does, too. Like, he saves the fucking world. I said this he on the podcast. It. I was like, I don't like it. Like, they did this back in the 50s with Superman and Lois Lane, or before that, where it's like, there's like a bunch of comics where Superman's like, can I be Superman when I'm still married? Will Lois allow that? Like... We shouldn't be writing women like that. No, we should like just be. always like the part like a party pooper. It's just so boring and lame. The thing is, they set that movie up so well to be better than the first one, and like kind of progress Eggsy as a person, and then they revert it back to him being the same Eggsy we met in the first one. You know, right, right, right. And, and like that shouldn't be an issue. Like he should just tell her, like, yes, I'm gonna marry you, and then he goes and does the like fucking vagina implant scene. You know, like that should have been like if you had to write that fucking scene, that's the way you fucking handle it. It's like, you know, I totally I can understand that. But the action I, to me personally, I feel like I just don't get great action like that as much as I'd like. I don't know no, why I mean, other I directors can't do that. Action movie, but you can't. I mean, I can't like it's a cool action movie, but I can't forgive missteps that I think would have made a better film. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And, I I would probably I probably won't see it like, again. And I feel like there's a lot of us like apologizing for like, oh, but it's a good action movie, but it's sexist as shit. So like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that anymore. 
think yeah 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 no i agree i agree that stuff is really sexist we should be able to progress past this fucking shit um kingsman oh, too kingsman i'm fucking giving my shit i fucking i did not like it so kingsman 2 was sexist yeah you're still crackly oh fuck switch to studio yeah i mean better 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 yeah you're better yeah cool you always get lower when you go to studio let me bring you up okay. can you bring yourself up yeah going up. i mean First of all, let's talk about Kingsman being sexist. They won't promote Halle Berry's character, even though she's like one of the smartest people in the Statesman, mm -hmm. to a Statesman because they've never done that before. Yeah. Plus, she's well, a again, devil's advocate here. Uh, it was the evil character Whiskey that was always voting against her, and it seemed like they needed to have a, a unanimous also, decision. Yeah. The, and the her Whiskey character, character was just so was it was it was because of a villain that she couldn't uh, pr get promoted. But you have the main fucking dude that's like Jeff Bridges' character who just promotes her at the very end. So like, no, the, there was a vote though, wasn't there? They all voted. Yeah, they like, but yeah. after like they t they say, "Oh, you should be," the fucking, it's just fucking bullshit, dude. That movie is full of fucking like terrible mistakes, missed yeah. opportunities. Merlin shouldn't have died. Yeah, that uh, was terrible. Colin Firth as Galahad should have immediately become our. Arthur, as soon as he became relevant again, and after his plot of, like, he could be bad. The other weird thing for me, too, was they kind of set Merlin up as kind of like having problems with America, American culture, like, fuck whiskey, I love scotch, you know, there's that whole thing. <laughs> but then his favorite yeah. fucking artist is John Denver. <laughs> yeah. That's just, like, it's almost like against his character. And then he's he loves him so much he's singing a song when he dies. It's just... Weird, man. I just thought that like I kind of felt like are they trying to balance that out? Like he doesn't hate America; he loves John Denver. Stefan, I will tell you this: when I was watching this movie, I loved it up until the time we have to put a tracking device inside her vagina. I would oh, just yeah. love to see that your turn, terrible. the turn in your that, face. That was pretty bad. I was that, like, that whole setup where they go to the rave and shit. I'm like, real women actually fucking are victims of this shit, and it's not as glamorous. Or yeah, as yeah, funny. yeah. It's this. That was you terrible. Know, that was very terrible. Just that maybe that's the British perspective on that kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, under the rug or whatever. Honestly, honestly human terrible. beings were <laughs> fucking better than this, and we're better writers than this. Yeah. And like, you could have just put like a Matthew device on her fucking favorite necklace at this point, and yeah. I would have fucking believed it. But because I think it was it it was it was pretty like an egregious kind of detail. But I think also it was poking at like how old spy movies had that like sexy kind of like you have to infiltrate her. But pussy, but the thing basically. is is like, but the thing is is like you don't need to do that. Like just make a solid fucking action yeah. movie with some sci-fi elements. Like yeah, because it's gonna cut. Like because the way I read it when I was watching it as a male Rape. was like, oh, dude, I was like, this is pretty <laughs> fucked up. And then the whole yeah. scene where he's like. He calls his girlfriend, his fiance, or girlfriend, fiance, whatever the fuck she is, and he's and she's like, "Well, just say pronounce your love to me and say that we're gonna get married." And he's like, "Ooh, I don't know. I'm an insecure man, and even though we've been living together and have a fucking dog together and I've met your parents, I don't know if I can say I love you because I'm a, uh, I don't know. It's like bullshit. Maybe he's wishy washy. No, he's not though because he fucking <laughs> like if you live with I'm just going to say this, me personally, if I take the time to if I take the time and the effort to get to know you and want to live in an apartment with you and share that kind of my whole life with you, I'm thinking about spending the rest of my life with you. I would not move in with you if I did not think this. 
Maybe I'm a progressive thinker. Maybe a lot of people just move in. Bold statements. Maybe a lot of people just move in with someone after they've been dating for a couple of years, a couple of weeks. I didn't, for the record, I didn't like that love story at all. He should be banging spies. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. I mean, Stefan, our review was basically action was awesome. Uh, I like slight thumbs up. I enjoyed it a lot. I love everything Matthew Vaughn does stylistically, but I don't don't. disagree with what I'm saying. I, I don't I, I like him stylistically. I don't think he needs to have any input or write scripts because I think he's did he write this one? Thir- I don't know, but I think he's a 30 old man that thinks like a 12 year old and it's fucking we're beyond this, you know, yeah. 30, 40 year old, whatever the fuck he is. I, I hear someone typing. I, I like it. Not me. I don't think he. I like his action more than fucking Zack you know, Snyder's. You even. know who's you know uh, across the board who's really fucking sexist and completely backwards is Mark Miller who wrote fucking Kingsman. Oh, oh no, I totally statement. agree. I like I'm not a fan of Mark Miller, and a lot of his comics are rife with this kind of shit. Wanted same type of shit. Um, no, no, I totally agree. I I don't. The only thing I like is Old Man Logan, because it's not. Oh, I no, mean, there's that. incest in it, but. Yeah, Mark Millar, yeah, he wrote this. That, but... The script was written by a woman and Matthew Vaughn. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And Dean I feel Goldman. like, I, I honestly feel like that's like, it. Like I mean, we can say, oh, it's written by a woman, <laughs> it's okay. Because right. I feel like that's what everyone's She's thinking right now. probably just a dumb person, right? No, it's not even that. <laughs> it's just she ain't woke. She ain't woke enough. She ain't no, woke, she's, Listen, Matthew I think Vaughn's every... hanging around the bad crowd. I think every woman is woke because they've all been catcalled at some point. Yeah, that's it's, true. You're you're under this pressure of Hollywood that changes your perspective. Because what you want a best selling script, you want to make a shit ton of money as yeah. a person, right? Just as a general yeah. person, we all want to be rich. We want to live successful lives. We want to like have families. Blah blah blah. Where the fucking American dream is at this point, or whatever you see it is. But she has been catcalled. She has probably been forced into a situation where it could have been rape or something close to it because if any woman you ever talk to has experienced this and I don't care who you're talking about, even if you're with someone right now, it's like, Oh no, I've never experienced this. It has probably been, she's been close to it or felt it at some point or felt like she might be in that situation. Right. And that's the thing I hate about the Kingsman movies. And you know, I like first class, but to open up a movie where a fucking, person who is like an intelligent person rose burns character she has to infiltrate a party and scantily clad yeah fucking lingerie like bullshit man like i don't need this in my fucking x-men movies it's like outdated right it is it's very dated it's like you were saying it's like those old bond movies like let's throw back yeah. to those old bond movies like why don't we make new bond movies the show women in power or because we have fucking wonder woman now we have wonder woman you know yeah that's like, true. It's like, why are we still forward, making forward? Yeah, why are we still making this film? And the same thing goes for like people of color being in fucking films. Like, thank God there's a fucking Black Panther movie coming out. Yeah, Stefan, you're still crackly, by the way. Ten fuck, I will see it ten fucking times to get Dude, the point across. I'm seeing a, th- I'm seeing a, th- I'm seeing a yeah, Thursday I, night that that I'm Thursday good. comes out. You know, I'll see you when I see it, but I will see it several times <laughs> after that. You know, I can't guarantee I'll see it that opening night, but I will see yeah. it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like I want films like this. I want, I want, I want everyone to feel empowered because as a white man, I've been empowered for years. Right. You know, like every movie I watch is a white protagonist, fucking saving the fucking day. You know, 
from when I was a little kid watching fucking He-Man. White dude. Killing skeleton dudes. Cool. You know? You know, I was at um I was at a comic I was at a convention one time and there was a panel called Comics on Comics and it was like stand up comedians making kind of like having bits based on comic book characters and stuff. And this uh black comedian came up and he said that when he sat in the theater watching Blade for the first time, it was like a revelation to him. And it was like it was like this black dude killing a bunch of white vampires. <laughs> and honestly, dude, I saw those Love movies. It. I didn't even fucking I I I, of course, I could see there. I'm not being like Stephen Colbert, where I'm like, I don't see race. I'm not saying that, but I didn't. I really didn't even think about like it was a black dude killing a bunch of white people. <laughs> I just really liked those movies. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I think and, and we should, we should definitely have more of that. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like when, like I personally watch a movie. Like I hate to be. I don't even want to say that. Like I don't see color shit because it's bullshit. You know. Yeah. 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 You know, because depending on the perspective or like where you are or what situation you find yourself in, you do see those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but when I watch a movie, I'm like, I'm escaping. So like when I watch Blade, I'm like, yeah, Blade's a black vampire. That's the thing. Like you're already like vampires and vampire hunters. You're already in fantasy world. So especially me being younger too, when I saw it, I guess, I don't know, just like being in that fantasy world, I didn't notice the... I didn't notice like race stuff really at all. Not that much at all, really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I know I didn't notice that either. But from I can see now from what he was saying, like from a black American male's perspective, that was probably like, holy shit, like Dude, what is this? You know, that's pretty awesome. It's like you must have been like, I've waited my whole life for this like shit. Like I said, I'm still waiting for old Captain Burrito to come swinging in and be like, <laughs> finally. Or like a Native American character that isn't totally like stereotypical. You know what I mean? Like, I could get down with that. But I also don't, like, lean on my own race in terms of what I can see mythologically, symbolically, you know. Like, in that regard, like, Superman could be fucking Pakistani, you know, and I would still be able to see that what's coming across, you know. Right. Yeah, we definitely need more of that shit. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's until it, you know, until it really comes to fruition for whatever those cultural uh types of heroes that can be represented like what am i trying to say it's gonna be awesome to see black panther (laughs) (laughs) bottom line all right let's get back to the news let's close it out all right guys only two points left all right so to cut this i'm gonna say it like this All right, and then the next point is Spawn. We've been covering Spawn uh, pretty much like beat by beat. Uh, and I think we all like talking about this. But um, New York Comic Con was this weekend, and Todd McFarlane had things to say as usual. It starts filming in February, and he said, he said, quote, I'm spending my own money. <laughs> so who cares if it doesn't work out? Yeah, it's a $10 no. million budget movie, yeah. and... A studio would just get twenty would just get a twenty two year old punk director. Yeah. I he says I just want to be the old punk directing it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. In, I mean he quote. spent he spent more on, on, on much less 
So <laughs> right, you know, right, right. It's right. like it's about time he's had the epiphany to be like, "Fuck it, this is my Spawn movie." And watching right. that old animated series and 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 listening to him tell those like beginning like interludes and stuff, they're so poetic and dark. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like you know he probably still has some of that in him. He's starting to get into hokey territory in terms of just his day to day kind of per- personality, but he's an older guy, you know, and, and it's, I'm, I, that makes me really happy. Basically. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It's, I didn't know he was spending his own money. I think that's amazing. That's awesome. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. He's like, eh, you know, he's, he's spent more on a baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, a, on a few, you know, it's like, but the, that's a badass move. I, I like that. The older punk kind of thing. That's great. I'm, I'm really fucking, if he throws up a Kickstarter, if he threw up a fucking Kickstarter, he would get that money. I I would give him twenty bucks, you know. <laughs> right now, you know, Todd. That he could make that movie for three hundred million if he wanted to. Well, probably not. Nah, I don't know about that, man. I mean, I had Maybe a thirty million. Like you said, the nineteen-year-old that doesn't know anything. Like I knew a twenty-four-year-old girl that, like, she literally like said, like, "What spawn?" Like, yeah, for this, sure. There's a generation right. gap going right. on here. Ten million's not bad. Not bad. If it's filming in February, dude, we're going to start seeing uh, some shots of the suit, like with Hellboy, uh, yeah. like in a uh, few months here. That'll be cool. I mean, you think because his he's kind of been putting an emphasis on like oh yeah, we'll get Sam and Twitch shots. Yeah, shots. Maybe, I I guarantee you, we'll get like maybe a little red cape and some green eyes, and we'll be fucking salivating off that for months. Right. Oh my god! Whoa! Breaking Superhouse exclusive. Right. <laughs> oh man, we wanted to go to New York Comic Con this year. We'll do it next year. Yeah, I always forget it's going on. Uh, Maddie, you got anything to say about this? <clears throat> Maddie, <laughs> uh oh. Okay. Um, well, it's Maddie's. A... No, I'm, here. I'm here. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, I thought I clicked off. Um, uh, I'm super excited about the Spawn movie, man. I feel like everything he's saying is things you should be saying as someone who's going to direct a new Spawn movie. Right. Um, I like that he's putting his own money into it because if anything from that like last, the last little thing that he like that little video put up, he's like put his money into about anything. And if anything, if I can gather anything from that interview, if he makes it sexy and puts his own money into it, it's gonna fucking do well. Right. So you know, and I feel like he has some great ideas from like what he said, and you know, I think, I think people are ready for like a, like a horror spawn movie you know like i think they're i mean i'm ready for it i think it sounds like a fucking yeah, great idea totally. man i mean in a world where it just broke all kinds of records and superhero oh. stuff is huge huge yes. huge this is superhero horror so it's like i, I mean i don't even know why he's not getting more money you know I mean, I mean i don't know i mean maybe they budgeted out for that and you know, like it's gonna work with that budget so I mean, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are people who make great fucking movies with no budget. And we've seen right, it. Right, and right, right. we all agree exactly. that they're great fucking movies. Yep. So, you know, I think that's more than enough. I think to use practical effects for Spawn and not make his cape super fucking Todd McFarlane would be great, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm fucking game. I'm ready to see some fucking, like, screenshots from it. Um, you know, like you guys were saying about the Hellboy uh, photos like I'm ready to see what spawn. I'm ready to see what Sam and Twitch look like. I'll wait. Oh yeah, the wedding game. I'm I'm in no hurry for a spawn movie. I've been waiting. I've loved yeah. spawn since the first comic came out, so I'm ready. Right. I'm, I'll wait as long mature. as it takes. So. <laughs> All right. Then the very last thing on the news segment is uh, 
that McDonald's Rick and Morty promotion did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> io9 reports and Gizmodo. Um, apparently, there were people lining up for hours to get this Cheswan sauce <laughs> that they talked about in that first episode of season three. Uh-huh. And apparently, like, nobody was really stocked. It was like 20 packets per store, and people oh, were lining wow. up for hours, apparently. And then it was like, yeah, they had posters too, but it was like 10 posters per store. I'm looking at pictures right now, people tweeting, like, people lining up and shit. It's kind of insane, actually, like, just to get some fucking Mulan sauce that Rick talked about in one episode. That really says something about the fan base here, man, but... um. Yeah, Rick and Morty fan base is pretty much fucking nuts. Uh, a lot of people, it's like Tool fans, right? Like the actual product is good, but people like hate yeah. the fans. It's like yeah. kind of a, it's well, a similar, it's a parallel yeah. here. Well, you have like, it's you, you just have a lot of folks that you know they get certain aspects of things like that, so they think, well, I'm I'm well within the fold, you know. But you know, Rick and Morty's not just about like the references, and it's not just about it's like good writing, and it's like thought-provoking kind of ideas nihilistic in a lot of ways and yeah stuff, but it kind of tickles that 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 nihilistic funny bone that you got and well as a skeptic too yeah. i mean like but i, I think, think there's a very it's a very pro-science show and even in one of the latest episodes he says if you touch me you'll die and there's nothing after that it's just blackness there's yeah. you know there's that <laughs> i mean that, i really appreciate that shit being yeah. said in a popular show Personally, for me, Rick and Morty is all about those small moments and stuff, and like when they have to like take their their place in in another dimension because they fucked one up so bad. You know, it's just like there are consequences to this, as you know, because Rick is all powerful, basically like a like a god. But there are consequences to his actions, and they have to face them readily. You know, and like it sparks all kinds of different like fan theories and this, this, and that, and. But a lot of times you get people who are just in it for the poopy jokes, you know, because the poopy jokes are even sophisticated by, you know, compared to like Family Guy or something. That's what's great about the show, right? It'll be like they'll they'll have like a really smart joke and then Rick will literally fart in somebody's face and it's still hilarious. Like (laughs) they're they're not too good for any type of humor, which is which is kind of fun. But I think inter- internet culture in a lot of ways is to blame for the negativity of the fan base, I think, you know, and I think the comparison to Tool is valid because you just have people sometimes that are like, yeah, I like that. Here's fucking punch you in the face and smell my dick, you know, like <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, everything about yeah. you is terrible. But, you know, we relate on this one thing. It's just like, you know, it's just Internet shit. Right. You know, and I think people buy into it, but whatever. Maddie, I know you're not really the biggest Rick and Morty fan, uh, so I understand if you don't have much to say. <laughs> I just think it's kind of ridiculous that this many people showed up for a fucking. I think that's boss. stupid. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> it's definitely... nuts, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I like the show, but I didn't want to fucking show up for that shit. No, I mean, I I think I don't know. I just and then for people to, I, I'm sure people, I'm assuming people are really pissed off too. Like, they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, why did they have enough soft packets and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like, it was a special thing. That is the fucking, fucking Snapchat I want to see. The fucking dude railing a McDonald's employee over Szechuan sauce. Dude, you should look at that. Angry, look up angry customer Your Rick star. Morty. You know who I feel bad for? The fucking McDonald's employee. Because we're all like, yeah. because that person's getting reamed out for something they have no control over. And then, you know unadvertently you know rick and morty and the creators were just making a joke and then 
this fandom that is the Rick and Morty fandom, like the extremists, you know, are yelling at a fucking worker who's just making minimum fucking wage yeah. over something a fucking cartoon started. And that I, that kind of pisses me off a little bit just I because just it's chaos, like... Man. I mean, no, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised like, that McDonald's at tried it at all, for one. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Rick and Morty is, I think, I mean, hugely popular in one sect of the world, but I feel like it's still kind of niche, ultimately. Yeah. And, the, and then the promotion, too. Like, they probably got a bunch of people in there buying cheeseburgers and this, this, and that. So, like, having just a few, like, having just a few bits of the sauce, so- uh, like packets of the sauce, compared to how much money they're going to make off of, like, Hungry Stoners. Yeah. Like, it's devilish. It's sinful, but well played, McDonald's. You fucking maniacal beast, you. I Probably mean, make, but, making a making a totally new sauce just for this show. I wonder what the the yeah. logistics are on that. I bet you know they what just I mean? Pulled it out of a fucking vault. Maybe I mean, they have they, they have temperature the vault. <laughs> yeah, it's from Mulan, right? I mean, shit. Yeah, but it is amazing how like a small cultural thing like that can like spread out into the physical world and yes that's where i think the chaos is is too delicious you know what i mean like fuck like it's is it really because we got to look at you know life that way sometimes where it's like is it really the structured thing that we have been led to believe it is or is it total fucking chaos oh youtube for hours or it's total, total it feels like chaos. it's a little bit of like dan, <laughs> it's dan Harmon exercising his power i think too because yeah. well, i feel i feel like personally awesome. he yeah. might have like just really liked that sauce has been wanting it back for years, yeah. and he's like, I will use my Rick and Morty powers to bring it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be, a, that'd be a very fucking Rick thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love I, those guys. I love that show. Good job on season three. I, I feel bad for the McDonald's employees. That's I do all too. I feel bad for yeah. anybody who works. Well, whatever. It's it's a good starting point. Sometimes you need to do it, and you usually meet cool people where you work, so... I feel bad for for what they're making. Well, I I don't know. I make yeah. I I feel I feel bad for anybody. Some people in, in a some life people that they that's don't want to be in. That's what I feel bad for. Some people mm-hmm. that's all they have, and some of these fans are people that are pretty privileged and yeah. yelling. But we also made don't. up that scenario where a fan was, you know. To to be fair, we just I guarantee it happened. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, yeah. But then it's like if you're that employee, like regardless of whatever the life situation is, is like how do you deal with that? Do you fucking get back in their face and it's a total thing? Or no, because you, you could lose your fucking job, and that's maybe how you support right. your family. And I feel sorry for that situation happening too. It's an odd tangent to the conversation, but also. I think it's, you know, kind of a person-to-person thing. Like, how are you going to deal with when you have to deal with assholes, basically? Because this is not going to be your last time. So, you know. I mean, I'll tell you how I deal with it. I just fucking take it and give them what they want because it's the easiest way to get through it. So, I kill them you know, especially when you work at a conglomerate fucking McDonald's or a big fucking company. Like, it's easy to do whatever you want at a small establishment that's locally owned. Yeah, but when you work at something like this, you can lose your job over shit like that. Sorry yeah. to get super fucking serious, but there's no know. better way to illustrate that somebody's an asshole than by being just like not that. No, I mean you. I think I try to treat people kind. the way I want to be treated. So yeah, I'm not saying you personally. I'm just saying like it's you know that's one thing I found working in service, serving tables and shit. You know, like the best way to. To, to illustrate that somebody's an asshole is by killing them with kindness, basically. It's like, that's why yeah. there's a phrase of it. it. It works, you know? It doesn't mean you have to bend over backwards or sacrifice or compromise yourself, but, you know. 
it just all you're doing is stepping back and being like yo how can i help this asshole out (laughs) (laughs) i think it was a poor i think it was a poor move on mcdonald's part to even bring it back yeah, they might have underestimated the fan base. They, yeah, they should make more. They should do another wave and make more. Uh, make more. Happy. I think they should just be like, okay, that's it. We're done. Like if they yeah, wouldn't have done like it in the first fans. place, it would have never have happened. So yeah, and and that's the thing too. It's like a fandom thing. I guarantee you, there's a few people that got a few packets and they're like, I'm never opening this. You know? Oh God! They'll sell it in. A See, that's end. nuts, man. But it's a. But I'm sure that exists. It, and and because they're so little, like. In terms of like a collector, I bet they're like, "Holy shit, we got to go get some of that sauce." They're gonna run out, you know what I mean? And then fucking sell it on eBay for. Well, that's the thing, man. I remember standing in line for fucking Death of Superman, and someone bought like the last three issues because they could sell it <laughs> yeah. for more. And that's yeah. bullshit. Like, if you're a true fan, you should spread I mean, the fandom. You should spread sauce, the love. Szechuan sauce and the Death of Superman comic are a little different, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I, but, it's, but, it's, but it's still... But it is a dick but move. Still, but it it, it, dick it's move. still fandom. It's still ridiculous yeah. fandom. Yeah. That's why I don't to go the out, extreme. Though, personally. That's easy for me to have my perspective because I don't go anywhere. I don't do shit. Well, no, I mean, I don't think any of us... <laughs> but, you, like, I mean, you just have to... Like, I mean, you won't catch whatever. me around I mean, a group whatever. of more than 10 people. Then I start to feel nervous. Then I feel like danger is abound. Exactly. But you go to rock, but you go to metal concerts, so you don't feel that dangerous around other people. No, so I'm just, I'm just you know, <laughs> just fucking clowning around. Oh. Yeah, but you're trying to make a point. But even it was a soft point. Yeah, I'm just saying. I feel for the McDonald's employees, and I think this fandom is a little ridiculous. I agree with that. I agree. No, it is. And, but but it, it's no, not I'm just not... Rick and Morty. You know, that's what I hate is oh. people pin it on the being this like anomalous fucking, oh my God, these fans. You know, it's like everything's like that. And, you know, Game of Thrones people fucking hate Game of Thrones people too. You know, Star Wars people, anything. So, like, for people to be like, it's so out of the ordinary kind of like fandom, just like whatever. It's like a great cartoon. It's like Futurama. Got... I, I'm just saying all fandom needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, no, I agree. The yeah. internet it, in of itself should calm down. Comments should be, you know, you should be limited to the amount you can put on. Then you think about it a little more. Not just like, actually, I have another, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree. But but whatever. Again, I like the chaos, too. Like, give me more. Let's see how <laughs> fucked up it and twisted it can get. Just, You're just you interested know. in that part? Yeah, yeah. We're going to give people $5,000 a piece for two days. See what happens. For all those who listen to this three-hour podcast i apologize we try to keep it short this time we're trying but we got a lot of shit to talk about there's a lot of good shit going on yeah i mean (laughs) episode 91 we're getting closer we're getting a little more excited our hard-ons are getting a little harder um you know you know we're just getting excited just let it just let it be (laughs) but that's it that's all we got we're done ranted about shit like we always do you're gonna listen to it you're gonna like it or not that's fine because we really don't give a fuck a cornucopia we had a cornucopia of topics (laughs) (laughs) my man (laughs) this is stefan from the superhouse podcast be sure to check us out on patreon on facebook twitter instagram and any other Godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. 
Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. It's a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. <laughs> 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>